0: Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I've got so much Body Shots World Tour news to announce. Australia, Australia, I will be in Australia, June 20th through the 29th, New Zealand, June 15th in Auckland, the 20th in Sydney, the 22nd in Melbourne, 26th in Perth, 29th in Brisbane. I cannot wait to come back. I'm so excited. I'm bringing the girls. They're coming with me. I'm fucking pumped.
1: It's going to be great. I
0: cannot wait. I wish you guys were coming to New Zealand. New Zealand's fucking breathtaking just as well. I bet. And uh, and uh, they don't have uh, as many things that kill you.
1: No, oh, that's Australia. lucky.
0: Australia is well, maybe the most dangerous place in the
1: world. The deadliest they continent. Have
0: the, my favorite thing about Australia is they have every sign like, don't get in the water crocodiles. And then they have it in German everywhere. Because I guess they lose Germans at like a startling
1: rate. Mm, maybe they're delicious.
0: Second show's added in Austin, February 22nd. And Red Bank, New Jersey, March 15th. That's not to mention all the other shit. I mean, I have, I've added shows recently to Ottawa, Vancouver, Toronto. We added a fourth show in Boston on January 27th at 945. Durham, Charlotte, Orlando, Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, New Orleans, Milwaukee. Those are just some of the places. We've literally added shows to just about every show except Vegas, but um, but if you, if you couldn't get tickets earlier for the Body Shots World Tour, come out and get them, I can't wait to see you guys on the road, I'm so excited for this tour, gonna have a tour bus, we're gonna do some open tabs from the tour bus, I think Halston will be having to come out for some of the dates, we're gonna shoot some content, I met your buddy the other day, Oh, you're oh yeah, yeah, really cool guy, so good. yeah, and so maybe we'll shoot, we're gonna shoot something this week and see how it turns out, it was a pretty weird fucking idea, so we'll see, <laughs> but uh, I'm pumped, I'm really, really pumped um yeah i things are going good
1: not bad i mean it's okay
0: i have a glass of wine in my hand right now we're going over to the bar we're gonna have a drink with our friends and bring some barbecue back for our girls go to sleep meetings all day three podcasts tomorrow nikki glazer fahim Anwar uh the dude from the one of the kids from the runaways runaways comes out December 21st -uh. yeah December 21st So I have a couple podcasts from the kids from the runaways and one of the dads from the runaways I'm gonna post those just all week that week uh, throughout the week and so hopefully you guys can get into the runaways um, the same way me and my family is into it it's a great show it's on Hulu it's on Hulu
1: and you can watch season one so that you're ready for season two
0: Um, more we got really exciting news about open tabs am I right Halston Frankenstein's lab. By the way, Frankenstein's lab. I'll talk about this on Open Tabs this week. Frankenstein's lab is a uh, is these two black dudes who watch videos and just giggle. It's just great. It really is great. They just giggle and uh, they watch the machine story. And then the other day, it made me so excited. I was in the airport. They watched me talking about them on Open Tabs. Oh, shut up! Oh, dude, it was and so they're kind of come out to L.A. and we're gonna do an Open Tabs with them. That's awesome. I'm so fucking excited. Very cool. I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna show them. All stuff that I hope they don't laugh at, and then just be like, "Yeah, I don't find that guy funny either." <laughs> <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is
1: for dinner uh, tonight. It's
0: uh, for dinner tonight. <laughs> no, 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 we're going to get barbecue. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's for tomorrow night. It's a sure? game changer in this household. It legit is. Uh, it is the number one food delivery service, fresh food delivery service to your front door. They deliver you meals prepared and, and planned out by chefs. You prepare them in your kitchen. And quite honestly, in our family, we're making them in 20 minutes or less.
1: Sometimes. S- occasionally, occasionally there's like a 35 minute.
0: It's super cost effective because none of the meals would cost more than $10 per person. So we're feeding our whole family for 40 bucks. And the best part about this is a family that cooks together, eats together. Family that eats together. Lives together and, and our that, <laughs> shut stupid. The fuck up. You kill family me.
1: that eats together and I lives hope together. You get,
0: I hope you get sponsors so I can just, so I get to be your part where I don't have to read them. I can just comment. Well, like I would a just sniper. read
1: them because I can read.
0: I can't read real good.
1: Yeah, I know. Real good.
0: It takes the chore out of meal prep, literally. And the best part is that you sit with your whole family and you have dinner and you talk. It is, it is a game changer in our family Yeah, because we literally stop what we're doing and hang out. And take a breath. Yeah. And joke and have a few laughs. Totally. I love Blue Apron. I'm telling you right now, uh, there's no better way to cook, in my opinion. Meals in as as little as 20 minutes is less, Leanne. That's what it says right here. Let's see what they got on the menu coming up this week. Pan-crusted chicken and maple dipping sauce. Well, I actually made that for you the other night. Yeah,
1: it was amazing. Oh
0: my God, that chicken was phenomenal.
1: It was so good. Dude, the
0: sauce they had was a mustard, um, Maple? maple... and cream cheese, maybe no, no, or fraîche? creme fresh,
1: creme fresh, probably.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. But the
1: chicken was really good.
0: Well, there's a little bit of parmesan in there.
1: <gasps> well, a little bit of parmesan.
0: Uh, they got seared steak and loaded mashed potatoes. Uh, this looks good. Creamy saffron risotto, Korean style popcorn chicken. Oh, I'm telling you I absolutely love Blue Apron and you can love it too. Right now you can get this week's check out this week's menu and get your first 3 meals for free at blueaproncom burtcast. That's blueaproncom burtcast. Go to blueapron.com and check out get check out what they got on the menu and get your first 3 meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I absolutely love that sponsor.
1: Yeah, it's a great one.
0: I'll tell you what sponsor I'm so fucking excited for. What? Toyota Untold. Do you know what, what this is? No. Dude, this is what I believe will be the next level is companies creating content uh-huh. that isn't necessarily it's not heavy branded, but it's branded content. Yeah. It's it's I'm telling you it's I wish I wish that we could get sponsors to do that the way like for for uh Something's Burning. Oh yeah? Yeah, what this is is Leanne used to have a Toyota. You had a Toyota I ter-cell. did a Corolla. a Corolla. I had a 1992
1: Corolla and the person I sold it to is still driving it. Seriously? Yep. It was a great car. The Why thing did you, how how did you pick that car? How did I pick that car? Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good price and a really reliable car. It just was super reliable.
0: Did you pick it out or you didn't your dad take it, pick it uh, out? No, I picked it out. Oh, you did?
1: Of course I did. Really? It was champagne.
0: I got a picture of me and Leanne sitting on that car.
1: Yeah, it was a great Leanne car. That it was light comfortable. Light leather
0: jacket you had.
1: Yep, I, I saw that leather jacket. I was skinny as shit too.
0: If you can fit into that
1: Corolla, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Toyota isn't just a car company. The new podcast Toyota Untold isn't just about cars. It's about mobility, overcoming challenges, making dreams come true, helping people move physically and socially and emotionally. It's about finding solutions. Respect for people and the continuous improvement of people and about sustainability triumphs facing fear, celebrating life and rethinking what is possible. In Toyota Untold, you'll hear the behind the scenes stories about how a son's love for his mother led to Toyota's unlikely origin as an automated loom company. Why and how Toyota Tundra was used to tow a space shuttle through the streets of LA. I actually know that story. Yeah. I actually know that story. Yeah,
1: we watched it. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. The Tundra. And these you are know, all you know what? The Forerunner was This is fucking brilliant. The Toyota Forerunner was really like the first cool SUV.
0: I don't think they tell that story. That Why? seems a little over-the-top branding. What? It's, I mean I mean these are. It stories, was. I wanted a
1: Forerunner so bad.
0: Oh, I remember getting in my first Forerunner. Yeah. It was this kid Ian's Forerunner, and I remember getting in and going like What does your dad do?
1: Right, because it was amazing.
0: Forerunner's a badass car. I remember. I take that back. The first Forerunner I was in was in at the beach. Um someone's boyfriend, we were young kids, and someone's boyfriend had a 4Runner. And we got in it, and I was like, this is so badass. That must have been like 1986, 1987. Because
1: they were cool. They were really kind of the first SUVs. And the RAV4 was one of the first electric cars. It was an amazing electric car, the RAV4. Toyota's an amazing company.
0: These are all stories, heartfelt stories, where Toyota's kind of like the through line, I think. Or the hero, or the or the no, but it's like it's like the reason we're talking about these is Toyota, yeah. But they're not just stories about Toyota, like a car, yeah. It's it's about how a car improves something. I'm right. telling you, this is the future of podcasting. I love this idea. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Let me tell you what this one is. One I liked. This story is a about the Tundra that protected a man as Paradise, California burned down around him and kept him safe so that he could help his others. So that's a story about a guy's survival, right? But the car is an intricate part of the story. Right. This is genius. From advanced technology to the Olympics, to space shuttles, to natural disasters, discover how Toyota is rethinking mobility in a brand new podcast called Toyota Untold. You can find Toyota Untold right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Nice. God damn, that's awesome. This podcast is also brought to you by Twenty Three and Me. If you are looking for something cool to do this Christmas, get the whole family Twenty Three and Me. It is so much fun. It is
1: You spit in a cup. <laughs> that's pretty fun, right?
0: Yeah, everyone's it is fun to watch everyone spit in a cup. Yeah, it is and fun. And you gotta fill it up to a certain line.
1: That's kinda hard to do.
0: Twenty three and me kits are on sale right now and it helps you understand your DNA and can tell you more about you and your family and your family's story. It's named for the 23, 23 pairs of chromosome that make up your DNA. This kid is the perfect gift for everyone. I'm telling you, what I find cool about it is... Uh, what are you laughing
1: at? <laughs> Watching you read. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're such a jackass. If you could maybe print it a little fucking hey, bigger. I
1: didn't set the typeset. They did. I just pushed print, dude.
0: Apparently, it'll tell you about your wellness and your traits, for instance, if you have a hard time seeing small things. Oh, really? Then we won't tell you about that. No. But it'll tell you if you have a cilantro taste aversion. Ooh. Yeah. Many people dislike cilantro. They describe the taste as soapy.
1: Your mom has a cilantro aversion.
0: Yeah. So then you can see, Oh, mom's got one. cotty has got one. Cotty I don't does have too? one. Yeah, Cotty does. I didn't like cilantro. Really? I love cilantro. Me too. Um, it'll tell you a, a ability to match uh musical pitches, which Leanne can't do. Nope. Misophobia, which is your fear of miso soup, totally. Uh, mosquito bite frequencies. One of our kids gets bitten like she is made of honey.
1: Oh, it's bad. And
0: and and so this will tell you. This was it can explain the genetics around me. You. Your sleep movement, your muscle composition. This really is a great Wait, gift. Your
1: sleep movement is genetic.
0: Yep. Did, did you know? Uh, your arms, do your arms and legs twitch while you sleep? No. With 23 Me sleep movement report, you can discover how your genetics may be influencing how much you move your arms and legs during your sleep.
1: Mm. Pretty
0: nice. I mean, for a guy who can't read, I have a beautiful fucking voice. You,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: 23andMe told me that I sing like an angel. They did? Yep.
1: Is that in your chromosome? No. Is that chromosome number four?
0: Yeah, chromosome number four, my angelic voice. Right now through December 25th, get 30% off any 23andMe kit. Order your DNA kit at 23andMe.com slash Burtcast. That's the number two, three, and me, A-N-D-M-E, .com slash Burtcast. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash Burtcast. 23andMe, no better way to 23 years. I thought
1: you were going to say a better way to cook.
0: Better way. <laughs> um, this podcast is also brought to you by Quip. Quip was lost at the... For those of you that don't know, Quip is a fantastic toothbrush. Yep. It's basically a... a, a, a automatic toothbrush electric electric toothbrush Mm -hmm. that hangs beautifully on your mirror because it's got a top and the top pulls off sleek design you stick the top on the mirror it sticks there you can pull it off and it's not like a sticker it's like that sticky stuff but it's not a sticker and then you can put your toothbrush into the top and let it hang on the mirror so it's out of the way i love that because when i go to a hotel i have nowhere to put my toothbrush except for lay it bristles down in the sink I just got back from, shut up.
1: Well, I just take the glass and I put it in the glass, standing upright like a toothbrush Oh,
0: apparently you don't drink beer at night.
1: Well, usually there's multiple glasses in a room. There's at least two. So you can use one for beer. And Dave Williamson and I used both of those last night. Why were you sleeping with Dave Williamson?
0: We were drinking IPAs in my room yeah and and so
1: well clearly your priorities are so not we're pouring order.
0: them yeah we're pouring them in the, actually i didn't i forgot we were using the cups and then i went to make some coffee and i was like oh my god they didn't clean my club my club my clubs hold on one second eric cruzan's calling i'm doing my ads for my podcast i'll be right over uh yeah <laughs> all right i'll call you i'll call you back <laughs> all right all right bye um but what's great is the 20 uh, the 23. Uh the Quip toothbrush was at the bottom of my my backpack. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for my toothbrush. I can't find it anywhere and I go, "Oh, that's right. The last time I was in a hotel, I almost left it. It's in my damn backpack." And I'm like, "Son of a bitch, I'm never going to be able to use this freaking toothbrush." Top is still on it, awesome. completely clean. Right. And I was like, "Thank you, Quip." What's great about Quip also is it Has beeps a timer. every 30 seconds so yep. you brush your teeth for a total of 30 two, seconds two per quadrant, quadrant. Quadrant. I think that's all you need to know about this great sensitive sonic vibrating toothbrush. Well,
1: they also have toothpaste.
0: They do? Yes. Oh, they do and toothpaste. what's also great is they send you new bristles. Yeah. Every time a dentist would want you to have one, that's they right. send them out to you. You got it. Makes a fantastic holiday gift Stoggy for anyone stuffer. who travels, my opinion. But you can take it for, I mean, the girls have them. Leanne has them. Yep. I just happen to travel with mine. It's. Doesn't require a clunky charger. It runs for three months on one charge, better than my watch. It's the gift. Quip is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, the American Dental Association has given this thousands of verified five star reviews. I love Quip. I think you will too. Um, and you're going to probably end up giving a verified five star review. Quip looks like a big ticket tech gift. With a stocking stuffer price starting at just 25 dollars, you can go get your quip right now and if you go to getquip.com bert right now you'll get your first refill pack for free with a quip electric toothbrush so you don't have to tell your gifty that you can just be like ah yeah I got that first refill pack for free. I bought it. I paid money for it. 100%. Yeah. So go to getquip, G E T Q U I P dot com slash BERT right now to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com. dot com slash BERT. G E T Q U I P dot com slash BERT. Quip. One of the good things to put in your mouth. That's not their thing. This podcast is also brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I love Omaha Steaks. I'm going through a problem of buying Omaha Steaks right now. Oh my God. Because I got the bison ones. I love the bison ones so much. And every now and then I'm on the road and I get drunk and I go, I'm coming home Sunday. I should have some bison in the fridge. And then you go and buy bison and you're like, ooh, I, I should might as well get some regular fillets. Ooh, there's top sirloin. God damn, I can't say no to their hot dogs. Oh, their pork is phenomenal. And so I end up buying nonstop.
1: Yes, it's, it's it's a problem.
0: And I'm buying it for people. We bought it for Leanne's dad for Christmas. Yep. We bought it for my dad for Christmas. Yep. It makes a fantastic Christmas present.
1: It does. And there's a lot more there than beef. There's like chicken Alfredo. There's twice baked potatoes. They have apple tartlets. They have pumpkin pie.
0: Uh, Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher since 1917. <laughs> Orders with complete. You you knew you thought I was making that up, didn't you?
1: No, no. I don't know if it was the first.
0: It's the original. <laughs> America's original butcher. <laughs> right now, Omaha Steaks is given an amazing limited time offer to my listeners. When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code BERTCAST into the search bar. So you're going to go to omahasteaks.com, and where you see the search bar, that's where you type in BurtCast, and then they will bring you to a page where you get 74% off Omaha Steaks family gift page, package, originally $195, now only $49.99. What? $49.99. That's, that's 74% crazy. off. And Wait that, and a it
1: minute. Is, really?
0: It's, not, it's no joke. This is four-hand cut top sirloin steaks. Two premium pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four kielbasa sausage, four all-beef meatballs, four potato au gratins, four caramel apple tartlets, plus what? Say the number again, B-Man. Four. Four more burgers for free. No. Dude, Omaha Steaks is phenomenal. They're a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged, hand-cut beef, mastered butchers by master butchers in Omaha. I love Omaha. I was thinking about shooting my next special in Omaha. Yeah. Still up in the air right now. I give everybody some steak. Oh, I wonder if Omaha would sponsor my special Mm. and just have steaks for everyone to eat.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: World-class steaks and rub roast. I mean, literally it's super convenient. It's flash frozen, sent to your door. 21 days to unlock the full age for 21 days to unlock the full flavor, hand trimmed, vacuum sealed, online support with recipes wine pairing and so much more right now you can get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type in Bertcast in the search bar and add that family gift package to your cart don't wait this offer ends soon go to omahasteaks.com type Bertcast into the search bar to send this omaha steaks family gift package today Thank you to all my sponsors. Thank you guys for sitting through my sponsors. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for buying tickets to the Body Shots World Tour. Thank you guys for watching Open Tabs. Thank you guys for watching Something's Burning. New episode with bestselling and Greg Fitzsimmons is up right now. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, that's all I can say. I'm, I, is every now and around this time of year, I, I I always cut back to when we were broke and had kids, and I couldn't afford Christmas presents. Yeah, and it's not lost on me that every time you guys buy a ticket to come see me, or listen to my podcast, or support my sponsors, that makes my life doable. And as a guy whose only real ability is to think of goofy thoughts and make himself giggle, and I I'm it's it's overwhelming sometimes. It's yeah. sincerely overwhelming. So I will cont- I will keep throughout 2019 2000 was it 2019 next year mm-hmm. 2019 to keep providing you with as much fun free content that lightens the load of your day and that's it I'll do stand up I'll be on the road we got my my machine specials drop it on Netflix in February um, I'll be on the Body Shots world tour we'll figure out the meet and greets I want to say hi to you I want to take pictures with you guys I want to get rid of these goddamn fucking challenge coins we got sitting in the garage. Mm -hmm. We'll figure all that out. But hey, thank you. And to keep on with the tradition of free content, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, you know him from the Crab Feast. You know him as one of the best storytellers around, one of the only challenging giggles I've ever had. Segura and I love this guy with, with all our hearts, and he is now starting a new podcast on Segura's network uh, with, with Christina. They're starting a whole podcast studio over there, and Ryan Sickler will be doing his new podcast. Do you remember the name of his new podcast? Honeydew. The Honeydew. The album Get a Hold of his album, Get A Hold Of Yourself, is available right now on iTunes. Amazon Spotify. Amazon, Spotify. He is my good friend. Fuck the crab feast. It's going away, but he's staying here. Remember, buy his new album. Ryan Sickler.
2: This is
0: the So wait. Is a part of you sad that the crab feast is no longer? Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking... I'm bummed. I know that it was a pain in the ass like that... To, to, for two guys to get together every week. Dude, That people ask me all
3: the time. The hardest thing about podcasting for our schedules and everything, especially like, I mean, even before we were parents, was still getting three people to sit in a fucking room for 90 minutes and <laughs> laugh was the hardest part of podcasting. Yeah. Everything else, once we were in there, it was easy. Yeah. That was easy. So now being parents and um you know our schedules with kids and with everything else we have going on it's i i he can't rely on my schedule anymore i can't be like no i can't do it tonight because of this then when finally like all right we got that one night now here's five people we're all out of town we're out we're on the road
0: i'm like god damn it that's the hardest part and jay is like jay is hardcore a dad yeah he might be like he's so much a dad it almost was like like are you gay? <laughs> like only gay dads put that much work into it. Also, dads whose dads didn't have a damn thing to do with them
2: yeah, too. Yeah. You That's know what also, I mean? Also, dads.
0: It's called abandonment. Dude, it makes you build shit, you know, and God, care. He really, he really has. He really, he he really. I watch his on his, his Instagram. You know who else is a really good dad? Brendan Walsh. He is. I, <laughs> I, like, I, what? Yep, you Are you like what?
3: Yeah, you're never fucking shitting me?
0: me. I mean, at least you look good on Instagram, bro. Dude, I I I was a dad when everyone else wasn't fucking dads, and so like, and there wasn't an Instagram. I, I wonder if I would have enjoyed it more. I guess I'm still a dad, but like, I was like my 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 franchise player years were just went unsung. well dude you're you are a dad like I posted a video a while ago the first at
3: bat my daughter ever had and they were in princess outfits her and her friend she hit swinging lefty I saw this video yeah and you commented on it you said I'm I'm wasted in an or whatever I'm hung over in an airport right now and I can't this is the sweetest thing I think I started crying you said I'm (laughs) crying right now yeah and I was it was so nice because I was just like it was one of those
0: moments where you know you're (laughs) she hit the shit out of yes she did oh, dude. dude there's there's I, my girls have i was telling joe coy today my girls are idiots one what we play with uh we play with um the tennis the nerf tennis balls mm-hmm. and a wiffle ball bat and one day they couldn't find it so those two idiots took out softballs and a baseball bat what just outside ting, just <laughs> hitting them into the fucking street
3: fucking did cars my dad's rule was don't break if the window broke inside out, you were in trouble. If the window. Like trying because that meant you were playing ball in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if it came through, he wasn't going to be happy. He was going to be a lot less pissed if we were out there really playing, practicing than we were throwing a fucking football around the house. Breaking a window was a rite of passage for an American boy. Did you ever, um, I was just talking about this the other night with a friend of mine. So my brother and I, we shared because, you know, I have a twin brother and then a younger brother. So we shared, always shared a room and we had to side by side. Is
0: your twin identical?
3: No, he's for oh. he's four minutes older, Yeah, tall and skinny. It looks like a white Scottie Pippen. And uh, we used to have the bed side by side. So I would put him in a headlock. You could have just said Scotty Pippen. I know he's white. But he is white.
0: <laughs> he looks like Scotty Pippen. Wait, your brother's black?
3: It's this weird fraternal thing. <laughs> uh, and I have them in a headlock and I go to jump bed to bed and I jump across, but when I hit that bed my knee gives out and it just punches right through the drywall. And we just we you know what at that moment we are like, oh fuck. And we had good intentions. We cut the square in it and everything, like we were gonna patch it up. We never did. And when February came, that fucking room was freezing. That little hole, we were oh. like, ah, oh, just stuff a pillow in there.
0: <laughs> There's, there is such a fucking, there is, there is. It, it should be a meme of. And I say boys. I know it's girls too, but like I only, my only experience was being a boy, so. But that boy moment. Where you do something like you go through a door and you and and neither of you say, are we hurt? You just go, oh, we're in so oh, much yeah. fucking trouble.
3: <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't believe that came off the hinges.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that came off the
3: hinges. Dude, one time uh, there was this moment, too, where it was a brief period. I didn't know I didn't know glasses could fix your eyes when you were younger. I just thought once you got them, you, you had to wear them forever, you know? Yeah so in third grade i have to get glasses and i got these glasses that were um they were remember bob greasy the yeah, dolphin do. okay yeah, so yeah. they were the bob greasy line okay my dad's like oh this is you know Dolphins all right so i get these glasses but i don't ever want to wear them i hate them i feel like they make me look like a nerd i'm in third grade and i'm fighting my brother one night and he grabs my glasses off my face this is the best and he takes them and he rubs them on the wall now there's paint all there's they're fucked up and I just looked at him like you oh I smiled he's and he realized like and I just put him on slow and I just went Dad <laughs> Look what Derek did to my glasses. I can't see at all. Oh, you know, he didn't give a fuck about whether I could see. He's like, no. Those fucking glasses are three hundred dollars That's all he didn't give a shit if I couldn't see.
0: <laughs> oh, there's so Oh much- he got in so much trouble, there's dude. There's so much things about being a kid, those those great fuck mom no 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 Um Oh God. I wanna that would be
3: <coughs> there was one night where um so we had this one we had to split a car, we're both 60, it sucked. Every yeah. other weekend, it was his, mind, his, mind, you know, Ray Romano's got that, that great joke when he holds his key, he just doesn't say anything, he just shakes the keys in front of him yeah. and shit. So uh, this was this big ass, uh, we had a 79 Aspen station wagon with wood paneling and tinted windows and shit. And my dad also had a little Honda Civic um, before I did. And he would drive Baltimore to DC, he was a crew chief for Pan Am. And he would work. He was single dad. So he's working nonstop and driving. There's no cell phones or any of that shit. Then when he's gone, he's gone. So he was leaving one night at like 1 a.m. to go to work. And I'm dead asleep. I don't even know what's going on. And I just wake up to hearing my dad yelling at my brother. Like, are you an idiot? Are you?" And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, just mind your business. And then I hear him go, Cars Ryan's for two weeks. And I'm just in bed like, yeah. you know." And I'm like, what the fuck do you do? So this idiot, my dad's leaving. And my dad forgets his wallet. At the top of the hill, he realized, oh, shit. So he turns around. As he's coming down, he's passing his son. and his, <laughs> My brother drove right past him. My dad's like, you dumb motherfucker. You couldn't wait 15 fucking minutes. Oh. And he stole the car and drove right past
0: our dad. Our dad's like, nah, no. My sister stole the car when she was a freshman in high school, right? That's, that, that's 13 years old, 14, 14 years old. Yeah, it's young stole the car my parents were at a party and she and her friend got in the car took my mom's car over to avila which is like right right around the lake go joy riding go stop by someone's house come back 14 and my sister it out. pulls up to the driveway hits the garage door my dad's car is in the dra- in the garage and hits the garage door and just goes oh fuck, they're here <laughs> I wish I, I would pay fucking money to be in the back seat with a 14 year old hits the garage door and sees two tires. I was like, oh, fuck, they're back. Oh,
3: oh. How old were you the first time you actually drove a car? Did
0: you do it before 14. you had your permit? Did you steal it or no, did no, someone no. let you? No, my dad used to, at 14, my dad used to let me drive the car. I could drive. Uh, out to the the front of our neighborhood, so from our house to the neighborhood, and I could drive once we got into our neighborhood, into our into our driveway. Um, we let Georgia drive out in Alabama. We let Georgia. I saw drive that video. Truck. She was just like, she was, and then she always asked. But one time, one time I I let I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I think I let Isla uh, sit on my lap and do the steering wheel down our street. But the problem is our street. It's like people really drive down our street? So like you, there's and they no, go the wrong way when they're not supposed oh, to come they down fly there. Fly that yeah. way, and it's like so. It's kind of super, super dangerous to even let George get behind the wheel because there, you know, within the amount of time that she gets her to drive down the thing it could be a guy flying the other way. La La's laws are so different too. You can't drive within like you got to stay within, like, two miles of your house to drive if you're 16. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, it's there's the laws are fucked. You
3: can't how drive with people, anyone younger than you. How many people do you see, whoa, you can't drive with any. So if you're 16, you can't have anyone under 16? That's have, probably yeah. a smart rule. Very fucking smart. What, how many people do you see stopping for school buses? I don't see one person stop for a fucking school bus in no. this whole goddamn city. No, oh, no, not at Back all. Back home, everybody stops, all the kids walk
0: across. These fucking people are just hauling ass <sighs> right by. There's a school bus stops on uh, Ventura and people just fly by fly Like it's right a, by. like it's a fucking bus. <laughs> yeah, like, a- like it's a fucking bus stop. Dude. I remember when I first moved to New York, I'd never ridden a bus, like a public bus before. Just never. It, was, it wasn't, we didn't have, I mean, we had them in Florida, but you just didn't do it. And I got to New York and, and the idea of going down on a subway was, and by the way, I want to ask you a question about subways, see if you know the answer. But the idea of getting in the subway is kind of overwhelming to me. And I thought I'm going to be the bus guy. I'm going to always ride buses. And they're just so impractical you're like oh i'd much rather get in a subway and just get there hey do you think bill burr said that they make subways they can put subways in like right now like they could put a brand new subway li- line in and then they get a big drill bit and go under the earth do you think that's real what do you mean just take a drill like a giant one giant tunnel drill bit and drill <laughs> no. a tunnel? no they don't Fuck they're fucking liar not. He said He goes. was he like, you'd have to do that in stages. There's <laughs> no way they could just fucking drill.
3: First of all, what drill bit? That that tunnel doesn't go straight. It bends and turns and shit. You yeah, know what I mean, it, what drill bit does that? He's he's the like, first he,
2: turn,
0: you can't. He's do like, that. you're seeing the big fucking twenty foot diamond drill bits, and I'm like, just. That means you could. You would have to have a straight shot clear
3: underneath from here to your destination in order to do one. Drill, and it would have to be that long. Like, how in the fuck do you do that? Sometimes when Bill says things, I just believe him. Or do you do you not have it right? If he's like, I didn't fucking say that, you idiot.
0: You I'm get sure right. I, I don't I have it. Do, right. I, do, I, <laughs> do I don't that listen very time. well. I don't listen
3: very well. <laughs> he's like, I never fucking said. We that. were talking. No, we
0: idiot. were talking about. Uh, we were talking about mortgages, and we were looking at an eight million dollar house. And he, I said, "What do you think the mortgage on an eight million dollar house is?" He goes, fifty thousand I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Well, what's the mortgage on a?" on a $1 million house. He goes, uh, like 7,000. And I go, so I bet it's about 50,000. And he goes, I just fucking told you that. <laughs> and I went, no, you didn't. And he goes, no, I fucking just said 50,000. <laughs> I go, really? And he goes, yeah, you just repeated what I said back to me. Like you figured it out and worked it out. And I've been of. spending a lot of time with Bill and he, I make him fucking crazy because there are things I don't even realize I do. Like we were eating lunch and I was done and I, I don't even know that I do it, but I just raised my hands. I go, take it away from me. <laughs> and, and Bill lost it. Yeah, take it away from me. Oh. Um if you could be better friends with one comic. Like like be, let me rephrase that. If you could become good friends with one famous comedian that you do not know very well at all now, who would it be? Like I like I'll I'll go first I'll give you five guys I'd like to be good friends with okay
3: now are we talking comedian or are we talking like Will Ferrell's included as a comedian actor or are we talking about proper stand up Uh, gotta be and dead stand-up. or alive
0: one dead one alive fair enough proper stand up okay I think I would be really good friends with David Spade that makes sense to me i think me and him would get along really well that makes sense um all right this
3: isn't proper stand-up but danny mcbride is someone i think i would just hit it out of the park with uh yeah that's not stand up but stand up better hmm
0: god it's tough it's really tough isn't it shit by the way, while you think, I'll tell you I took a meeting at Danny McBride's company. Dad Richard Pryor, by the way. Go No. Ahead. Go ahead. Freddie Soto. I've I'm, I'm in a Freddie Soto kick. I'll be i t- I'll be covering this on open tabs this week. Freddie Soto made me laugh harder than fucking anybody. I remember what he's my age. Do you know that? Did you know Freddie Soto at all? I didn't. I knew who he was, but yeah, I didn't I, know. I didn't him never, I never met him. He was my age. Had a kid when I had kids. His kid's probably his kid's probably George's age now. Man. And then drug overdose, fentanyl, fentanyl. Is that what it was? F- that's what the, I just looked. I looked it up this weekend. This is what it says on Wikipedia: fentanyl, Xanax, and uh, an alcohol. For those of you listening, Freddie Soto was. Oh. He was, I guess they. He was one of the Four Locos tours. Not Four yeah. Locos. Was it? I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it was uh, four Mexicans. It was yeah. like. Pablo Francisco, Carlos Mencia, Freddie Soto, and was it Willie Barsena? Maybe, I can't remember. He had a joke that made me his dad waking him up because he's like, you know, you, and, and he sounded like he sounded like a valley girl, like he, he had like a valley girl pitch to his voice. You know, when your dad you've been drinking all night with your buddies, and your dad comes in, and his dad was very Mexican. He's like, "Hey, wake up, fucker! We're gonna re-roof the house." <laughs> re the the fuck it out. Give me the fucking thing, you know, the thing by the side of the right. By the side of the right. <laughs> by the side of the right. Oh, but if I was one of your bodies with your drinking beers. Dude, I'm. that makes me laugh. A stereotypical ethnic father makes me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. I, I used to have a joke when I was saying my dad told me when I was a kid. He was like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> Just do the joke. My the whole dad character is a black guy. <laughs> but, dude, Sebastian's dad.
3: Fucking hilarious, dude! His, da- I mean, the way he describes his father is so that whole get down when somebody knocks at the door. he yeah. said, get the fuck
2: down, get the fuck <laughs> get down. <laughs>
0: All right, wait, Sandler, Sandler. Is oh, someone. I don't know if I'd be. Like, I don't. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this because I don't think I would be good friends with Sandler. I would love to be good friends with Sandler. I would love to be Adam Sandler's friend. Here's the problem, though. I think I think what I envision him to be is not what he is he's probably a very withdrawn quiet yeah i think he'd be i think he's probably a quiet dude who listens and i'm a loud motherfucker see i'm like someone i think because C- segura is a little bit like david spade like s- a little bit like right
3: yes mark snarky and uh <clears throat> i met tom <clears throat> the first time i met segura I- i'm trying to remember it was probably around 2000 maybe right around then 2001 uh, was at this this room called Bar One, and it was on Sunset Boulevard. And you know where Sunset? If you're headed like from the Roxy West, there's that literal line, the Beverly Hills Sun's uh, West Hollywood line. It's like boom, boom. Yeah. It was right there. You would, if you looked west, you would see the Beverly Hills sign like right there. So it was yeah. the last club in West Hollywood going there, and they had this eight o'clock like Friday night room or something. It was. Honestly, it probably wasn't much bigger than this room here, and it was curtained here. So the, you know, the green room was just the lobby, and everybody else was in here. And when I walked out, Tom Segura standing right there and goes, "Holy shit! I thought you were a black guy." That's the first thing Tom Segura ever said to me.
0: Holy shit. He said I you, you, were, you were a black And guy. then
3: he was super co- he's like you were really fucking funny, but the whole time I thought you were a black dude. And he was we, listening to you talk friends in another ever room. Since. It was See just right through the curtain. Like- he could hear me. Yeah.
0: And he was next. Uh, holy so. shit. I thought you were a black
3: guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh I've I think I've I was did a podcast with Joe Coy and I was like today and there was three black guys in the room. And I really feel like I feel like black guys have helped define my personality. There's no, I mean, in my
3: life, there's no doubt. I've worked with so many great black dudes. Like when I worked at UPS in Baltimore, shout out to UPS, Baltimore Hub, Primary One, Joe Avenue. When I worked there, I, I mean, it was like, I'm not kidding you, when I went for the job interview, it was a, it was a room, it was a, like a downtown Baltimore, like a, like I couldn't find a job. I was looking for everything from record store to you name it. And I got, a it's like a job placement room and I was the white guy in the room. And they were like, well, you can work holiday help at Christmas. You're a driver's helper. The driver will pick you up on your front porch, and you will then – just go on with them about the day i just tweeted about this today um and all those guys were such characters and so fucking funny and taught me shit i would have never thought about talked about heard about learned about i mean it was an education unlike anything i'd ever even heard in school you know and these were older dudes too that are telling you shit from the 60s and the 50s and you're like holy so i was just like always a student of it so I, this is one of the things i just been talking about this on stage because every time an older black dude talks i always fucking listen oh i'm like oh this dude's been some through some shit, some, seen some shit he's got some shit to tell me and share and i can learn and uh, this one dude i'll never forget i was delivering uh, i grew up working in my friend's dad's junkyard and when i turned 16 i started delivering parts and i went to this junkyard this older black dude And uh, we're sitting here talking about this Chevelle he's got over here. And I just, I don't remember what I said, but I just said, man, that's something. He goes, that ain't shit. And I was like, ooh, you know, what's he about to say? And he goes, you know, you wanna know what something is? And uh, he goes, next time your dick's hard. And I was like, this is, (laughs) this is exactly what he said. I was like, this is weird, but I probably should listen, because this might be some shit. And he goes, next time your dick's hard, you put your dick in your hand, and then you take the other one and you put it right over top of it. And if there's still something sticking out of the top, that's something. <laughs> dude, I don't know if that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard or the smartest, but I've remembered that for 20 uh, fucking that's years. Something. dude. <laughs> that's
0: something. He said, I said, dude, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Oh shit. But yeah,
3: I just tweeted about this today working at UPS. There was a day where I was driver's helper. It was uh, in December. I think it's ninety four. If it's on this side of the truck, I deliver. Their policy in the county was out of sight, out of weather. If you're not home, you can leave. I could if you are had a deck or something, go around, hide it for them, leave the package.
0: Out and of sight, out of weather.
3: Yeah, me. Out don't of sight, it, out of
0: weather. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I was. Wow. I wish you could. I wish you could see how my brain was processing <laughs> that information. Like I can't see him. Throw it in the snow. <laughs> Pack
3: snow around yeah. it. So I go, I knock on the door, no one answers, but I hear people in there. I go around back, I knock on the door, no one answers. Uh, I go back around the drive, you know, we're hustling. So the driver's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I hear people in there, but they're not answering. He's like, just go ahead and leave it. So I go back around and just for the hell of it, I bang one more time and then I bounce. And that night when we get back to the hub, this supervisor comes up and he's like, how about that crazy motherfucker on your route today? I'm like, dude. We're in Baltimore fucking County, bro. Everybody is fucking nuts on this route. And he's like, no, the guy that killed the two people. I'm like, what? And the driver and I are like, what are you talking about? That house that I'm knocking on, that guy killed two dudes. And buried him in his fucking basement. And he had them in there when we were trying to deliver this package. I'm knocking on the fucking door. Oh, my God. I, so some, fa- I've told it a couple times now. And some fans, like, tweet the link. So I tweeted it today. It's on my Twitter. You can go read it. Um, and it's actually inaccurate. They they said originally this guy killed these two dudes over a $1,200, like, weed debt. But when they follow up on the story two years later after it goes through court and everything, yeah. they said it ended up being seriously like under 300 bucks and he killed these two dudes, but what he didn't know, so he went to meet them, they show up in a truck, what he doesn't know is one of the guys had his newborn in the car, And his girlfriend called the police and said, hey, man, they've been gone for hours. I have a brand new baby in the car. Baby's fine. They get there. But she's like, here's who they went to meet. Here's where he, you know, it was, you could have been a brand new cop on it. So they go to the door and the dude was trying to, he had the bodies buried stacked on each other, but he hit like a water pipe. So they just kept floating up and he couldn't bury him. And the police
0: show up and and arresting him. Dude, I can totally see that happening to me, like killing someone and then. And then going like, God damn it. There's I didn't no, know there plan. was a, a cement, a, gra- a concrete foundation. Yeah. Now I got to get them out of my house. We're starting <laughs> cutting up the bodies and being like, I can't get through the bones. <laughs> Dude. Fuck that. I could never, I could
3: never even like, I could, I just, I mean, blood, I don't get squeamish, but I couldn't help anybody cut up
0: a fucking, even an
3: animal. I couldn't do, you know, Dude, like, last God, night, last yeah. night
0: we were back here and we have rats uh, go through this orange tree. And, uh, and and subsequently, our cat catches them, brings them into the house, and then lets them go. So the rat—we have a rat problem. So they're alive? Oh yeah, he'll—he'll he'll, uh, kind of like disfigure them a little bit, like break their arm or something. And so we did. Why uh, we've been wanting to get rid of them? They all live in that queen palm, that big palm tree by the pool. And so last night I'm out here and I see two rats, and they—we just trimmed the orange tree, so it's very hollow. I can see the rats walking around. So I grab my air it rifle. Just chilling. Yeah. yeah grab got, my, what do you have? I got an air rifle right there. Is what's in it?
3: What do you shoot with? Pellets? Yeah, pellets. Is it? I used to have a Daisy eight eighty. Oh, this thing's fucking powerful. Remember those? It took BBs this and pellets kick, back this has in a the day. It really? Yeah. I
0: wondered how much more strong oh, they are. These oh, days. fucking aggressive, <laughs> dude. Aggra- our friend Lynn it's tried got a to, kick put, to was it. looking in the scope, shot it, and the scope came back and put a uh, a big, mark. It cut it open. It cut it open. Damn. So I grabbed my air rifle and Isla's with me. And I go, I'm going to fucking light up these rats. I go, I bet. And there's not that far. I bet I can shoot them. And Isla's like, You think you can kill a rat? And I went, like, Yeah. And then she's like, Okay. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, the fuck am I killing a rat if I just let it live I don't need it to die like yeah they're annoying but they're not like making me sick they're just living they're doing what they should do is go into a fucking fruit tree and eat the fruit and they're not breaking into our house they're not trying to. and I was like fuck and then I was like I couldn't kill it then I was like I don't know how I don't know if I could go kill an animal hunting
3: yeah I wouldn't I, I mean I can fish I don't have any problem ripping a fish
0: Patrice said it's because they don't have eyebrows <laughs> He goes, up, up, that. he goes up, it's just stares at you like, what are you gonna do? Just do it. Do it. Do it. I don't give a fuck. Because if they had eyebrows, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, god damn. It. I wish I had spent more time with Patrice, but I'm glad I didn't because that, like I've I've started bits on stage and someone gone, I think that's a Patrice bit. Oh, really? Because his his premises were so he was such a great comedian. He really was. I, not enough people know that he really was. It's amazing that not like that we all know it.
3: I think it's all all of us. Yeah, but he, I still loved seeing the uh, benefit shows they do for his family. I think that's so fucking. Awesome. Oh, he'd be a good. He would be a good dead
0: comic to hang out with. He would be. You're right about that. He was a. He was just a fun. Like he was just fun and funny. The way he processed the world. Like he always had a take on stuff. I remember he made me watch uh, Bruce Lee movies with him in Scotland one day. He bought all the Bruce Lee movies. Yeah. He's like, we're going to watch them all, all day long. That's all we're doing. And I was like, okay. I was like 26 years old and just watched every fucking Bruce Lee movie with him, and I did not give a fuck about them. I didn't give two shits about a Bruce Lee movie. I was like, let's watch a good movie. He's like, these are brilliant. They these are. are... <laughs> I was like, I'm with at
3: i once a year I watch Enter the Dragon – and Smokey in the band, and the, and then the Dragon's one, the one with Cream on Dude's Bar. Yeah, Jaylen. that's that's the one. Yeah, that yeah. He, yeah, that's the one. Will yeah, is it Will or Cream? No, it's Cream. It's Cream. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fucking. Uh, crazy, but the best man. one's the one is uh, where he kills Chuck Norris in the Coliseum, and then respects him like lays his belt like gladiator shit in the Coliseum.
0: I not I don't remember. You any probably of them. saw it that day. You, just I'm don't sure I did. <laughs>
3: You saw them all. You saw that.
0: One. <laughs> I was annoying. I was annoying Patrice because I just had no respect for black culture, he said. And he was like, because I didn't know who Mob Deep was. I'd never heard of Mob Deep. And I didn't like Jay Z. And he was like, How can you not like Jay Z? I go, I just don't get it. And he was like, Don't get it. And he played <laughs> Jay Z's uh, song. And the, the lyric that got me was beep, beep. And I'm picking him up. Let him play with the dick in the truck. And I was like, he goes, you understand? He doesn't even get out of the goddamn car. <laughs> that's a pimp move right there, Bert. <laughs> that's
3: great. That's, that's a great breakdown right there. You got beep,
0: beep, and I'm picking him up. I let him play with my dick in the truck. I let them play with my dick in the truck. You, in the <laughs> truck. Yeah. God damn it. How many chicks have you had sex with? Mm,
3: that's a really good question. I don't have a number. But I've done all right for myself, for being a fucking comedian that looks like this. I've done all right. Yeah. I've learned two things. I tell every guy that I ever ask three things. Number one, sense of humor. Number two, confidence. That'll carry you further than a fucking you know Marlboro man with six pack insecure ass any day will. Yeah. And if you're a single dude, are you single? No. Keep Keep some pickles in the fridge. Girls love pickles. Nine out of ten love pickles. Every now and then you'll meet that one's like, "I don't like pickles." But even if you have a bare fridge open up, to like, "Oh my god, pickles!" Girls love pickles. You'll see, they'll hit you up. They're like, "Oh my god, I love pickles." Pickle spears, you know, (laughs) dill spears. But wait, keep some I
0: fridge. love pickles.
3: <laughs> it's not just for women. I'm just saying like, that's almost like a guarantee. Wait, if you don't have you get, shit, girls will eat a get pickle. This girls tell me over the years and I just like, I'll keep some fucking, I'll keep some pickles in the fridge. Call them
0: up. Hey, you want to come over? I don't know. You got pickles? <laughs> I got, you got pickles? You know I got pickles, girl. <laughs> what kind of, like if you have to go pickles, what, what are your favorite pickles to get? I'm just going to get some like Vlasics. You just go
3: regular Vlasics? Just some Dill Spears. Yeah. I've tried all the other shit. Like, what's the the ones that are cut with the ridges, but they bread all and butter. Yeah. Bread and butter. They're basically, um,
0: uh, relish. They're like, yeah. they're, they're the pickle before su- it gets all mashed in a Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. Really, sweet. Yeah. Like yeah. The really sweet. I like the really sweet ones too. I like really sweet. I like spicy. The, that we have Pete and Dave's I think are, or, or like, uh, I just, I just ended up buying like, forty dollars worth of pickles like the other day <laughs> you really i swear, you really I like love it. pickles dude can i tell you my favorite thing in the world and but this is a shout out i wish i knew my p.o box i'd tell you right now i love uh i love candied jalapenos mm. you've never had candied jalapenos no and i love spicy and i'll eat the shit out of jalapenos yeah. dude <sighs> candied jalapenos where do you get those they're the greatest fucking thing in the entire fucking does it have world. a kick to it yeah i'm hey halston will you go see if leanne has any candied jalapenos we just t- text her and tell her to come out here. Cause I like shit like wasabi peas. Cause
3: you'll get like four True. of them. Then all of a sudden
0: I'm praying. I am praying all my children's lives right now that we have candied jalapenos. I'm, a- I'm going to introduce you to the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I love jalapenos. the greatest thing I've ever had in my fucking life. Let's Dude, candy jalapenos are fucking phenomenal. First time I ever had them. We were, we were paddle boarding in Newport beach and a guy, we rented all the paddle boards, stuff from the guy and the guy came out. It was for travel channel. Guy came out and he goes, "Hey, Bert, I'm a big fan. Heard you on uh, Rogan or whatever. Um, listen, my thing is I make candied jalapenos. It's my grandfather's recipe, and I want to give you a, a jar. And I was like, great. And he goes, I sell them too. I go, well, how much you sell them for? And he was like, like twenty bucks a jar. And I go, well, here's you know, here's sixty bucks. Give me two more jars, or three more jars. We went through all four of those jars." Before the trip was over. Damn. They're that fucking good. They're so fucking good. You got me all fired up now. Dude, candied jalapenos. I hope people right now are listening going like, by the way, I in a parallel universe, I would like to get into pickling stuff. Not even joking. And I know you brought this I'm up. I'm so glad I brought up pickles Dude, right now. I, I would like to get into pickling stuff. Like what? Like, what would you pickle? I, I had, You know what I had the other day? This is in the the money that I spent buying pickles. Pickle Brussels sprouts. They're called frog balls. They're <laughs> fucking amazing. Neighbor. They're so
3: good. I've, I've raised my eyebrow because I'm not a fish, and I fucking, I would I think those would be good, dude. I would pickle the fuck out like of like eggs. I'm not interested in pickled eggs. I've I'm, had them. I've yeah. had them in the south
0: where they put them in the big jar and yeah. they're they're uh, pink. There floating in that like green that pink shit. Pickled cow's feet.
3: Yeah, no, that's what
0: I wanted to ask you. How far you gone? Because I've feet. seen pigs' feet. I've, I've seen had that. about have Ears. See, I went through a phase when I was in Chicken college. Feet. Where I was like, I'm going to try everything in life. Like it was, you know, when you're doing drugs and stuff. And I was like, I remember one day going, it should be across the board. If I'm expanding my horizons. So I went into a grocery store and I bought like $50 worth of candy bars. All the candy bars I had never had in my life. And then we had me and my friends, we cut them all up and we each had them. and kind of talked about them and it was so much fucking That's fun. Interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a payday. I never had a payday. Who's going to get a payday when you're a child, you know? Mm-hmm. Old men get paydays. Guys that yeah. were in World War Two. Guys are still put <laughs> put M and Ms in their soda and let them dissolve.
3: <laughs> the Mary Janes. I feel like those dudes eat those old school Mary Janes. What's Mary Janes? You never had Mary Janes? No. They're a peanut butter, just a little rectangle peanut butter with peanut butter inside it. It's like a ta- it's like a taffy almost with peanut butter inside.
0: This it. sounds so fucking good. Wrapped right
3: now. in yellow with two little red stripes and this little girl, like a little Mary Jane girl, on it. They're fuck. They're little bite size like this, like a
0: bit of honey, but a little bigger and more p- and peanut butter instead of honey. But I remember when bit of don't I don't, remember, I don't, when I don't remember when bit of honey came out, but I remember when I remember first learning about bit of honey and being like, huh. Oh, that was good. They were good. Whatchamacallits. I remember when McCollins came out. Yeah. I, and I know I know that I'm probably wrong, but in like 80, in 1980, I feel like it was in the 80s. Yeah. 79, I remember. Will you Google when Whatchamacallits came out, Holston? Yeah. A bit of honey came out in
2: 1924. 24? Holy shit. Yeah, it seems shit. like a 1924 candy.
0: About Mary Jane. <coughs> 1924 candy, a bit of honey. 78. 78, a little what? late on the What's Mary that? Jane's whatchamacallit's I remember when whatchamacallit's fucking came out I remember when whatchamacallit's came out I remember the commercials or whatchamacallit I remember shit like sprees
3: do you remember sprees that silver tube of like just this uh they weren't they weren't as sweet or as sour as sweet tarts but they were the
0: sweet dude chewy sweet tarts I'm with you on that chewy sweet tarts (sighs) my god There's, it brings me the same joy that it does when you enter a woman physically.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that first, I, I, I'm gonna have to try them again then because I don't remember that, <laughs> dude. I remember when when I was on the X show in like <coughs> in like 2000 2001. They had sweet tarts in the kitchen in the production kitchen. And I would grab sweet tarts and I would break them so they were all in little bits of pieces and I'd slowly go through them. I just take a little corner and little all shattered in there and just yeah. go through them. It, it almost gets cold in your mouth. It almost gets cold while it's hard and then it softens and you can feel it kind of falling apart at the sides and then when you bite into it it just releases. My mouth watering. Do you hear my mouth yeah, watering? I I'm here, fucking here. love sweet tarts. <laughs> the chewy sweet tarts. Holy God. Oh my God, my mouth is legit fucking watering. What candy bar, What if you had to live on one can... By the way, I'm, I'm going through this phase where I'm like doing questions like this. We were, we did it this weekend in La Jolla. I'll ask you the question, you tell me. Last meal, fa- it's got to be a fast food restaurant and a, then order that restaurant. Order from that restaurant. What would be your fi- last meal on earth? From a fast
3: food it's gotta restaurant. It's got to be a fast food
0: restaurant. I
3: mean... I'm i like chick-fil-a chicken oh god yeah i love their spicy chicken sandwich but i think i'd have to just fucking go old school what i was introduced to first and make it a filthy mcdonald's meal big mac i probably cheese? do mm, i probably would do a quarter pounder cheese or a double cheeseburger i like to get no pickles because in double uh, cheeseburger no pickles you know here we go back to no pickles but the only all uh, here well, hear me out on this and this is a straight mental thing. I only take pickles off my sandwich from McDonald's because we had a guy we knew in high school who worked at McDonald's and pissed in the pickle jar. And because I knew he did that, I, to this day, even just on
0: McDonald's, though, just I just McDonald's. throw that pop just, just as a fucking little tip of the 40. I'm
2: like, fuck that pickle. <laughs>
0: nope. <laughs> I know too much, guys. Can't, can't
3: unknow that. And then I take my fries and I stack it on the cheeseburger. Which is how I think they should serve them. And then I eat my cheeseburger that way. Probably be a cheeseburger and a Coke. And uh, I mean, if it's my last meal, I'll just go for it. I'd
0: have a Big Mac in there too, yeah. I would do. Some nugs. If I'm going McDonald's. Barbecue. If I'm going McDonald's, I would get one Big Mac, four cheeseburgers, and a 20-piece McNugget. Yeah, that sounds good sounds really fucking that does good. sound fucking good i it's, would get extra cheese on everything too, no no so no, no, no i go regular but here's the problem that i have a big mac cheeseburger or uh with mcdonald's cheeseburgers is they're never, never hot enough yeah they're just hot enough like they're just like like huh? did you ever know anyone that worked at fast food that you have the hook my up? buddy owned mcdonald's owned it yeah his dad owned all the mcdonald's in florida like casper no shit. Yeah, so dude, we ate McDonald's. Like Blake was the one that introduced me to putting pepper on your fries. Oh, Putting yeah. salt and pepper
3: on your fries. See, it really I put adds. Pe- I put the pepper in the ketchup, and then I dip the fries in the ketchup like that.
0: Dude, putting salt in your ketchup is like i remember do, doing that for the first time putting salt in my ketchup god damn that's good then you're good. like how much sodium do i right because really it's already salty <laughs> as shit yeah.
3: but we had a friend she worked at mcdonald's and we would just pull through like what's up kim and then she would just pull around but you couldn't bitch about what you got you know what i mean she'd be like shut the fuck i don't give a fuck if you don't like apple pie you know and she would just throw us anything she could like get the fuck out of here. like we don't want this she's like take it and get the fuck out of here. Uh,
2: pancakes
3: you know um you just made me think of this, just about food. We had this. Did you ever have a food fight in your school, dude? We had an epic one. I want to hear yours, and I'll, sh- I'll Only share mine. My- oh, because ours still has ramifications. I graduated. This was nineteen ninety. Yeah, I graduated in ninety one. I was a junior, and for so our cafeteria was a three tiered cafeteria. There was a top area with you know I don't know ten tables, and then the uh, tiered area here, and then the bottom floor was bigger and have more tables big glass wall to ceiling i mean floor to ceiling on this far wall big wall over here with like some you know whatever the state of maryland some bullshit and for the whole semester we were the early lunch which i hated it was fourth period it was like it was like ten forty-five. it was like this one like why the fuck are we having lunch oh, like this is stupid at t- at like 11 it was it was yeah. too early but they had to get more all like the shifts in <laughs> yeah we're having brunch. that's right <laughs> so and I was always embarrassed because we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and I was a free lunch kid. And and now it's all cool because everyone's got a define card. Define
0: that. Define and, that for like. Don't
3: let me forget about the
0: food. Fight, I'm not kidding. that, but like when you say we didn't have a lot of money growing up, like, so I always say lower middle class. We were lower middle class, and we were
3: the neighborhood next to your neighborhood. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we were all we were right there, but we were just over there. Yeah. And um, back in the day, you have to go in before. Um, the, the day started and there's always a bunch of people down there eating breakfast, which I never even knew that was an option. Cause I didn't have money to do breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, um, my brother and I would have to get in line. You have to go in, you have to get this green ticket, just like a Chuck E cheese ticket. You know, you have to hold that fucking ticket all day till your lunch game. Then you go through the line and in front of everybody, you hand this green ticket to the cash register lady. So it's just, it just was, it sucked. It was yeah. embarrassing. You're like, yeah, I got one of these. So it got to the point where um, people started talking, like they were they were getting pissed off about something. I don't know what it was. And it was just, it felt good to be a part of something because it was always so embarrassing to fucking do that in front of everybody. So this kid uh, named Mark Penn, he was a senior, I was a junior. And um, I've told this on the crafties, fees and people respond. People sent me pictures of the cafeteria. So he kept saying, I'm going to start a food fight. I'm going to start. And it just going on for weeks until yeah. finally we were like, whatever. We had heard it for a while. And then they served milkshakes in the old school styrofoam cup. And we're sitting just like we are. It's an octagon table. You're, he's right there. I'm right here. And the the rest of the cafeteria is behind you the second tier and the huge bottom floor yeah and he just looks at me and he goes are you ready it's pizza friday (laughs) i go what do you mean he goes he takes his milkshake and he fucking (laughs) he fucking launches this motherfucker (laughs) over his head backwards and i watch it and i mean it hit that table down there and blew up everywhere and everyone got up and it was fucking mayhem I mean you saw pizza hitting the wall and sliding down that great state of Maryland seal and shit and it was we flipped our table and it was corn cups and pizza and people getting fucking crushed they came in they went nuts they went nuts we had milkshakes and everything not only were they gone for us since 1990 I, I know girls that have kids that go to school there they're like Ryan the milkshakes are still gone really banned f- banned that moment 1990 never 2018 they still do not have fucking milkshakes fucking there. mark penn 28 years because of mark penn and we had to eat lunch in silence the rest of the year it was kind of it was like october november like now yeah 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 and we had to eat it was silent lunch the rest of the fucking year and they would stand there and watch but it sucked after that but goddamn, it was it would have been one of those where somebody literally should have just been going, action! And we were just <laughs> yeah. like, ah,
0: oh, it was the best. Because we knew we had one fucking shot at it, and then it just
2: backfired.
0: Dude, I I think that... <clears throat> I'm so glad I was a part of a food fight. I was a part of a few food fights, so I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. Good And God. I was in a fraternity, so food, we had food fights in the fraternity house <laughs> fucking nonstop. But my first food fight I was ever a part of was a freshman year, and I walked in... And, uh, I was talking to my buddy came and I walked into the cafeteria and an apple hit me in the head, <laughs> <laughs> fucking exploded and knocked <laughs> me down. Did I it went, really? Oh dude. Fucking hit me. I was talking to him <laughs> like this. And was, wham. And it just, <laughs> oh I didn't know what it was God. either, but that was the problem in an all boys Catholic high school. They just get apples and it was a fucking, it was like a snowball fight with apples. But yeah, I've been, I've been a few of a part of a few food fights. I think. I don't know. Going to an all- all-boys Catholic school was like... Yeah, what is that like? It was awesome, man. It was so it was fucking awesome. awesome. Oh, it was the best experience of my life. Because it was just like... All four years, you were 9th through 12th? All four years, 9th through 12th. And it was the greatest. I would never trade it for anything. It was like... In Georgia, my oldest is uh, in an all-girls Catholic high school. And she loves it. Because there's like... I get up every morning. I get up... I am mean, starting in like my sophomore year, I get up... Uh, in my underwear and I'd get in my car in my underwear and I'd drive to school. I'd drive to school in my underwear. Are you serious? Being dead serious. I'd get out of the car at school and I'd put on my pants. I put on my shirt that was in my trunk. <laughs> outside the car? Outside the car. And I just walk walk into school. <laughs> and then I'd go and then I'd go I guess so. There's no yeah. girls to worry no about. No girls. No one gave a fuck. And then you go I go do all school. Go do baseball and outside in the parking lot outside the the field i take my clothes off and throw them in my trunk and then i put my baseball pants on and walk in and you just i just left or maybe i changed the locker room outside baseball because we had a locker room but you just throw your clothes in the trunk and i wear the same pants all week i wear the same shirt like and then the best was like like uh after lunch like fifth period everyone will go to the gym and work out and so it was like it was there was no pretense it was I learned a lot about men. See, I didn't grow up around men a lot. Like, I wanted to ask you what your dad was like. I know the kind of dad you are, so we can come back to that though. But you learned a lot about men from my dad's not like a my dad's not like a a pussy hound. He's not like a. I mean, maybe he is. I know he he cheated on my mom, but like, but like, I never. He never was like talk to me about women. Never talked to me about hot women. Never talked about fighting. Did he ever coach a team? He coached all my teams. He He did. He was just a good dad. But I think you know. Also, he's very a, a pretty he's is not a like I mean he is gregarious, but like I don't remember him just being like talkative when I was a kid, you know, like he'd listen to sports radio and I'd just sit there stare out the window, yeah, right, yeah, but like played golf, had a bunch of friends, like he's a really good guy, um he's a really good guy, There's is he nothing... a good grandfather
2: eh.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean like I, like he's got his limitations. <laughs> He's just he's a, he loves my my kids and he yeah. loves his, his my sister's kids. I mean, he just that's not him. He's much better with like grown older kids. Yeah, I hear. Like it. he's better with my sisters and me. I have a cigar, talk right. about money, talk about fucking life, like about like get on, he doesn't get on the ground and play with it. I don't think he's ever yeah. got on the ground and play with anyone. You you could take my daughters when we first got our babies. You could take them and you could put them on his chest and they fall asleep on his chest. And then when they woke up, he was done playing with them. That was it. <laughs> yeah, he just that's not his yeah. uh, strong suit.
3: But uh so when you say you learned a lot about men, are you talking about the boys you were there with
0: or the teachers or a little bit of both everything a, a little bit of everything I learned about I learned number 1 about respect and talking shit like I went to a I went to a I went to a predom- I wouldn't say predominantly but I would say a lot very Jewish um but not predominantly just there was just happened to be a very a good fair amount of Jewish kids but very uh uh high-end prep school from first grade to eighth grade Mm -hmm. and it's like never once saw a fist fight never once heard anyone yell at anyone never once heard yeah 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 oh yeah (sighs) and it was like very just it was like it wasn't very athletic it wasn't very um, it wasn't very rough and tumble they were all very very privileged kids everyone was like except for me my mom taught there so that's how we got to go to school there but everyone was like wealthy and then I went to Jesuit on our very first day um Spencer Ford, who's still one of my friends to this day, was maybe like four feet eleven in ninth grade. He was small, and he punched a dude that was six five. He pulled a chair up, stood on the chair, and punched. Holy him. shit! And the guy that was six five nutted up because he had never been approached like that. <laughs> but like that shit of just uh, of just like a fist fight of like men talking to men getting swung on. Like I learned so much about maybe maybe I learned a lot of toxic masculinity, but I hear you on that. But also, there's a
3: place for that, and I think you have. Have you been in how many fights have you been in? Uh, under five, more than five, Over five, yeah, yeah. Me too. I've been in a lot of fucking fights, mostly group fights. fights. But I like to fight. I've been in a couple. I was never scared to fight for real i mean i had the adrenaline i was always worried would somebody have a gun or a knife or something but generally it were bar fights and most people unless they were leaving to go to a car that's when i would get the fuck out of there because i'm like i don't know what they're coming back with but i've been in i've been jumped i've been i've been i was in fight in front of my dad after a soccer game these guys had talked a bunch of shit now the guys i grew up with there was there was a little bit of both there were two guys like george wilk you knew if there were fists thrown you didn't even need to look behind you you knew he was there the other guys they go get in their car and tell you they were gonna get the car real quick you know what i mean like those dudes but um we had played at this uh, place where i'm in high school um that's my dad didn't die long after this actually i was, I was probably 15, 16 15 16 and um this dude was talking shit to us before, and then we had to play them that weekend and we destroyed them. And we got rough with them because they got rough. So after the game, the guy talked shit to me. And he's like, Why don't you step outside? And I said, I'm gonna step outside and beat the fuck out of you right now. My dad's standing, there, I go, Hold my bag, and my dad goes, Be careful. And I go out and it was it was it's a trap. It was a total trap. <laughs> oh, I've been in a few of those. It was a total trap. And what they had done was had all their boys from the neighborhood parked in the parking lot in their cars waiting. And when they brought me out and he and I started fighting, they got out of their cars and just started beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, But- we held our and then I mean it was fucking mayhem. The place called the, the police were coming. Like six cops showed up. We all got the fuck out of there. Were parents throwing kids across the hoods oh, of cars, trying to get out of there. I, I went to finally to my car. I had a lacrosse stick in the back. I took that out and started beating people. I still to this day have a scar back here. The guys uh, they took the like their high school rings and turned them around and just were pounding my head but I would not let this dude under me go I just kept every time they hit me I just kept fucking him up and I would I'd do the double hit I'd hit him tight right here so his head would hit the ground I just kept getting double hits dude
0: the trap is the scariest
3: fucking thing (laughs) the only thing scarier
0: than a trap is when which uh, there's nothing scarier than the trap I got trapped I got trapped two times one time was by these kids I was pulling up to my My dad's office, I was working for my dad, uh, being a runner. My dad was a lawyer and I pulled up, it was in my Fox. And as I pulled up Volkswagen, Fox, Volkswagen, Fox, (laughs) I remember that car. My dad's office was (laughs) like, let's just say elevation. Let's just say my dad's, uh, my dad's office was at 10 feet above elevation. Okay. 10 feet above sea level. These kids house was at sea level. So, you know, so, and then there was a huge fence, like a wall that, that, for these kids, it was almost like a retaining wall. It held the earth back, but it was also like, like a, a, a chest high wall. Right. So I get out of the car, and they're they're behind, oh, how are you. I'm in, I'm 16. Okay. They're behind, or maybe 17. I'm. Behind, they're behind my dad's office, and I hear like, sing, ting or whatever, and I'm like, that's huh. so I, I don't even think anything of it. Walk inside, and my dad's secretary Jan goes, Did those were those boys shooting bull- BBs at you? And I was like, Huh. She goes, go out and scare those boys. They're shooting BBs at our cars. And I went, okay. So I walk out. I'm like, I look over the fence and just sure enough, just right in my chest. Oh, I'm like, motherfucker. Shit. I go, what the fuck? You're I go, hey. fire. I go, hey, <laughs> get the fuck. I go, god damn it. Fucking shoot that gun at me one more time. I'll whip your fucking ass. And this kid just slowly just pulls the gun up and just goes, and shoots oh, me again. Dude. And I go, I go, I'm being fucking serious. I go. Put those goddamn guns down, and then they're just laughing. What are you gonna do, faggot? They kept going. What are you gonna do? They're like fucking eight years old, maybe. Maybe they're maybe let's be real. Maybe they're twelve. Yeah. Maybe they're fourteen. Yeah. What are seventh you gonna grade. Do? They just keep going. What are you gonna do, faggot? They keep yelling that, and I'm like, I go. You know what? I had to go do a run. I go. You'll see. So I fucking do my run. I come back. I get out of the car, and I hear them go, "Hey, asshole." And I turn around and I'm and I'm looking at the thing and they go, I thought you were gonna kick our asses. I go, Yeah, I will. And they're like, I'd like to see it. And I go, Yeah, you like to see it? And they go, Yeah, see if you can hop down here and kick our asses. So I go, fine. Oh, so I go no. to jump over the fence, and as I put one leg over, I see a blur, and their brother, who's probably twenty two and fucking no shirt, huge, comes sprinting around the corner, and I just jump back over the fence, get in my car, shut the door and lock the doors. <laughs> did you drive away no I sat there, sat there. he got out he got out he's jumped like, over the fence now it's Cujo yeah yeah it's Cujo and he just sat there and he's like get out of the fucking car and I was like no And he's like get out of the fucking car oh my god dude I are fucking scared the living fuck out of me and then I've always been the thing is <clears throat> this is why I say Halston would you grab me another beer please yeah. um a Heineken uh I just had a really good meeting um, so I'm celebrating good. The problem is the problem is, uh, you know, I got beat up enough. They're in the, they're in that, that little keg in the little thing. I got beat up enough that I know that I don't like getting beaten up. Yeah. And I'm not a good fighter. I hear you. Like I can, I can, if it, if it goes to the ground, I only have one real move I can do. It's where I, I'm, I, for some reason, I can wrap my if I if I wrap my legs around something, I can squeeze my legs real tight. I broke this dude's ch- uh, ribs one time. Damn. Yeah. Um, but uh the boa Kreischer. <laughs> I was in high school. I don't know. I don't. I just remember it was on the ground. Everyone was fucking fighting, and I my le- he ended up in between my legs, and he was facing this way. Right. And I just fucking squeezed as hard as I could. And he was like, oh, you're breaking my ribs. And I was like, I think that's the point. <laughs> I'm trying, by And so, but. I want to puncture something. The thing that was good about Jesuit for me was I had gotten in enough physical altercations that A, I knew how to duck a punch. Mm. I knew how to, I knew when a punch was coming. I want, and, and B, I knew what it was like to get beat up. And so I was like, okay, I don't like getting beaten up. And I think that has hedged its bet, bets in my life of like. Had I, you ever see those guys that it's like they lived way too privileged and they never got beaten up and they talk shit like crazy? And yeah. you're like, you like, have you never been punched? Jay Larson's never been punched in the face. We talk about it all the time. Jay Larson's never been punched in the never, face. Never. He's
3: been, he's bl- no blemishes on that fucking face record, bro. How
0: have you never been punched in the That's face?
3: Because he, he said he's always been good enough to be funny enough to get out
0: of it. I'm fucking, I'm pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I've never been able to do it either. I got punched in the face because I was funny. <laughs> I got punched in the face one time. It was right after the Rodney King <laughs> thing and the Land in and the ATO. You know the line already. I just dropped. It was so funny at the time. Everyone fucking laughed. And this one guy was like, this isn't a time for joking. And just clocked me, clocked me. God damn. I've been punched in the face by my own brother. I mean un, I mean
3: everybody. I've been punched in the face by a lot of people, man. I think that's part
0: of the My Mom punched me in the face. That's part of having a brother though. That's what why I never had a brother was that you're know, like a
3: legit fist fight. But also the fact that we were the same age. It was it was perfect. I had built in competition for everything let's play checkers chess video games let's go outside and throw the ball it didn't matter what it was it was always we think we made up our own game all right all right let's try to let's try to see if we can hit the blue fucking flower pot over there bounce it off of that it's got to go you know what i mean like yeah. always competition
0: that's fucking crazy are you competitive super competitive yeah I'm pretty competitive when
3: i want to be if i'm
0: like yeah i'm going to be competitive other people i, I'm like, I don't I'm have control g- don't of give it totally yeah i'm not competitive with my career oddly enough i look at things differently i think my career for whatever fucking reason i looked at stand up as inspirational <clears throat> like i never had i never had, and, and i think also to be very fair i was so lucky when i was young and I got so many people that hated me because I I did I got very lucky young that I always looked at it and when anyone succeeded I wanted to treat them the way I wish people had treated me but like when I six months in I got a development deal no one wanted to talk to me and it was right. very isolating. Hate you already, dude. They hated me. Right, didn't and I, even know who the hell you were or know a thing about. you. Didn't know anything about me. They just yeah. knew they hated me, and I was like, I was like, cool. And in my head, I'm like, Ugh. and then I, and so then when I got out to L.A. and you'd see people exp- like blow up like like say. Delia or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not, Delia worked hard. Like It didn't happen overnight for him. But no. when he did blow up young, I was like, oh, cool for him, man. Like he's. I remember watching Whitney going, he's super talented. He
3: is. And I, th- that's the thing, too, I think a lot of people don't realize is like whatever that person got, it, they were supposed to get that. They didn't take anything from you. Dude,
0: we just looked at no a house. No one took anything we from you. We just looked at a house uh, the other day and I was like i was like i don't know if i i don't know if i want it i don't know i'm on the fence and my wife goes well if you're on the fence then that's a no everything you know you want you go for and if that's on the fence that's a no and then it's meant to go to someone else and my manager put an offer in on it no shit and and I, like randomly just also put an offer and i was like oh, i'm so glad my manager will get i hope my manager gets right it. and so i i look at it like that way like burr dude Tom, Tom's a perfect example. I think people try to find competition with me and Tom. There's none for the record. I Unless mean, there's, you guys establish it. Well, I know. Like when we yeah, set up our parameters right. of competing, that's yeah. that we do that. But career wise, he's, he's, I'm being dead serious. And you know this, he's been nothing but a brother to me. Like legit brother. Like I'm, I remember, I remember i probably shouldn't say this. I remember I'll, I'll I'll phrase it differently. I remember one time when something was when shit was going on in my career and it wasn't going good. I remember talking to Tom about it, and things were going so good in his career, and you could hear him not want to share the good thing. Right. And I was like, I was like, you can tell me, just tell me. And it was so much better than where my life was. <laughs> like Tom knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And it, and it was like if you heard this, and he was like, I feel bad. And I was like, don't feel bad, man. I'm happy for your success. Like I'm happy for your success. And it gives me hope that I can make that money or that I can get those gigs or that maybe one day I'll have heat. And if I don't, at least I know that I have a friend that did, you know, that like, I know that it wasn't impossible, you know? And so like, I've never, like when you, when, when Joe says, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm, I mean, he's not, he's not bragging, but he's just telling you like logistics. Like, yeah, I just got back from Calgary or whatever. I did 10,000 seats. I don't, I, I don't understand the person that looks at that envious. I mean, I, I of course I want to do t- 10,000 seats, but like I go, how fucking amazing. Right. That that's possible. Right. What a goal. Yeah. You should be proud of that fucking shit. I don't like, I don't have any envy when like, uh, like TJ Miller, when he, <clears throat> when he was in Deadpool, I watch it and I'm like, to my daughters, I know that guy. Yeah. Like, like, so I don't get, and it was dude, I think this, I think also this business got a lot less competitive. When I started, this business was competitive
3: as fuck. Well, now there's how many fucking networks and how many podcasts and yeah. how many different avenues of creativity can you from, from influences on YouTube to podcasting to, uh, you know, shit amc when we grew up played american movie classics now it's fucking walking dead breaking bad i mean the series is to come out of there amazing so i think it's it's there's more room you know what i mean there's There's more real estate There's enough room at the table i think so much room but I have to say, Tom's been the same for me. Like Tom's been—it's been—it's
0: been interesting watching him.
3: Yeah, explode. but Tom's one of the last guys to go. I feel like the traditional way of grinding it in the clubs, to growing that audience, to popping on Netflix,
0: to uh, I would argue that to another one. I would argue he's gone nothing but the less traditional way. Tom, Tom has a Tom has an ability. To, to stand up for himself that i don't have i like i remember him lighting up clubs and going like like the club owners or managers and going guy's an asshole he's stealing money we, we got it we, we can't work that club or that manager's a fucking piece of shit she's not doing it fair she's that's bullshit you can't do it like you can't do he stood up for himself at times when i was like tom don't say anything man we're just lucky to have the work and he was like no we're not that's right like and he,
3: i'm not just happy to be here i don't feel fucking lucky to have the opportunity yeah i work to be right
0: here and i want to stay here and i want to actually go higher i don't want to just stay here and almost like I, I don't know if he'd admit this and i don't know if this is even accurate but like 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 i think he said i'm gonna be good at this i'm gonna be bigger than this fucking club these clubs are, are a path to me. I remember him saying, like, he got club offers, and he was like, "No, I just passed, and I did one nighters." I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean? What?" You know what? You are right. When it comes to that, that is non traditional. Yeah, like I, I mean, I was w- grinding it through. I the was clubs, legit, like weekends. And- uh, got my offers. Uh, said yes. Next year got offers. Said yes. Got the year. The year after that, said yes. Got the fourth year, and they were lower than the third year. They were lower than the third year. They were back to the second year. Said yes. Said yes. Did them. I also had two kids, so I didn't have much of a choice. Right. But like I, and then I worked, worked, worked clubs. And I remember telling Push, I remember because Christina, Tom's wife, for everyone, as I, I call her Push, but I remember telling Push, it. I remember I was in Aspen, and she was talking about an offers she was getting, and I I mean, I probably... Christina probably fucking thinks I'm an idiot nowadays, but I remember going, Christina, (laughs) me and you aren't like Tom. Like Tom, Tom just is different than us. Like don't feel bad taking the offers, take the offers. I took the offers, like take the offers, do the work, do the work, do stand up, do more stand up. For me, the path was do as much stand up as possible. That was it. And it's like, whatever, the money's irrelevant. I want to be doing so much stand up that when I get to the place where I can go to the next level, it's undeniable. I wanted to just, I wanted to be in the clubs every fucking weekend, even with this goddamn tour, this body shots tour I'm doing. I'm, I'm every fucking, you want to add a show, add a show. You want to add a show, add a show. You want to add a fucking Monday, add a Monday because in my head, it's all like the only thing I like is stand up well he you know it's funny
3: you said that by the way i'm still i forgot to even promote my goddamn album on here i've been having such a good fuck yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, because i always ask tom for advice and i talked about you too because you were a big help on this album and i'll come back in a second so i got a new album out called get a hold of yourself uh it's number one stand up on billboard it hit number one on itunes it's still hanging out right now which is really awesome it's on You know, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon. I saw it. It was up there. Was like it was like you,
0: Jim Gaffigan, And
3: Mulaney, yeah, Mulaney. It's hanging in there. It's doing real well. And um, so yeah, you can get it on every everywhere you get music, Spotify, Pandora, and all that. But I put some stuff on there. Like the story I told on this is not happening because I I don't know if you remember this, but I came over to you and I was like, you know, I know you've done it, but how do you feel about? should I put this story on an album? And your whole point was this. And you were 100% right. Tom said the same. Like, you own that material, but Comedy Central owns that set. And at some point, if they ever decide to take this is not happening offline, which could easily happen, yeah. that story vanishes into the fucking ether and it never happens. So never thank happened. you for the advice because I put that on the album too so that I it's at least have it controlled story. somewhere now. I was there when now. you taped it, I think. You were there when I taped, I think the one that's going to air in twenty nineteen. Oh, really? Uh, when I was the, supposed to be the ball boy for the Colts. Yeah, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Um, but yeah, so new album out. Get a hold of yourself. Thank you for letting me promote it on here. Let's go back to talking because I wanted to say this too. I have a new podcast coming about speaking about helping me, and um, Tom and Christina are creating a just a small network um, that I'm going to be putting my new uh, show on. What's the podcast? it's called the honeydew it's going to be called the honeydew and the reason is because i was sitting having uh dinner one night at a diner late night by myself and i was eating the fruit and uh i didn't eat the honeydew because i never eat the fucking honeydew you know what i mean just it's perfectly good fruit is my favorite i just don't fucking eat the honeydew i need to start fucking around people like you but when i got up i started walking out and i saw on the tables Honeydew was left everywhere. And I was like, nobody likes the fucking honeydew. And then I thought, you know, this is a perfectly good food that's just thrown away. And I was like, I started thinking about me and I was like, I'm a fucking honeydew. (laughs) I mean, I've reconnected with my mother, but my mother threw me away. I've had uncle throw me away, you know, relationship. I mean, and I was like, God. So I decided what I wanted to do is what I love about the crab feast is still storytelling. Yeah. And I want to keep it storytelling, but I want to focus on those moments in life where you've been thrown away or overlooked or underpaid or embarrassed and all of those stories about how then you've, you know, we could, when you thought that was the biggest fucking thing in your life at that moment. And thank God it actually happened. Cause like, I think about Pete Holmes, man, he got divorced and now down the road, three seasons in on fucking HBO crashing and marry with a new kid. Like that divorce is a kid. Yeah. It's probably the best fucking thing that happened to him. Yeah. You know, but at the time, It's the worst thing that's going on in your fucking life. And not just that. I mean, like if you've ever been
0: just, I want to, and I want to laugh at that. I love
3: those days. The honey
0: dude. I love those days. I, my, I was just talking about it today. The lowest I've ever, ever, ever been was, uh, in 1999. I think it was maybe 98, 99, probably 98, 1998. Uh, I had a one. I a one night stand. My first one night stand ever, and she and I'd only had sex. That was my third per- girl. Why do I say person? My third, <laughs> <laughs> my third girl, and uh, third person. My third female. Like, I by now I'm over defending it. The third <laughs> sexy female with a vagina. And so and there was this gay kid that worked at Barnes and Noble with me. I think his name was Justin or Charlie. Anyway. He came down, he came to work that day, I just had a one-night stand, and he was like, he was like, I think I got something. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, I think I got like a venereal disease. And I was like, really? this is before the internet. I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't what it is today. It definitely wasn't in our hands. So we had to go up to a medical journal on the second floor, over by the magazines where oh, the medical yeah. journals were. And we opened up a medical journal and just started going through all these venereal diseases. So then later that day, I'm taking a, and I'm looking at all these things on dicks, and I'm just like, "Holy shit, holy shit!" And that fucking terrifying the shit that can grow on your dick, dude. I go into Whew. I go into the bathroom to take a shit that day, and I just start looking at my dick. I don't think I've ever looked at my dick like close up. And i examining it. I'm examining yeah. it now, and so. I'd be very candid. This is going to be a little gross, but what is my circumcision scar? I start looking at it and going, "Like fuck, man, is that what is that? Like, what, why is it so fucking dark there? Like, this is fucking crazy." So I, I go back out to the journal. I start researching stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, I fucking got something." So I go to this because I just had a one. By the way, it wouldn't show up that day. It right, wouldn't show up that next day. Maybe it would. I don't know. i will tell you a story when you're done. Okay. And so I tell the kid and he was like, "Yeah, I don't worry. I've done a lot of research. What you got to do is soak your dick and balls in white vinegar and then and you'll be fine." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah. White vinegar is a cure-all, like just." So that night, I go, I get a bag, I get a thing of white vinegar, I get a bowl, I get a 40, I get totally naked and I soak my dick and balls <laughs> you in tea white bag in vinegar. that bowl. Are you really? Teabag and some fish and chips. <laughs> I'm, I, is it on a table like this, and you're squatting over it? How are you doing? I'm it? on. I have. <clears throat> I had a blue couch, and I had the bowl in between the two cushions like this. And I have, and I'm, and, and it was a big oh, blue couch, an old blue couch. I have the bowl in between two kitchens, two things. I'm totally naked, and I'm just basically sitting on the bowl, my dick and balls just marinating it up in white right. vinegar. And I'm and I'm watching Quantum Leap. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "This should take care of everything." That is ridiculous. <laughs> and I and are you I, like
3: push your because I feel like my dick would come up and my balls would keep floating it
0: up. Oh like, no you no no i trying to no. hold it in there. I'm putting it in. I'm I'm dude. It got so bad. I would I would go, like I, I I would bring <laughs> white vinegar to work with me, and I'd go to the bathroom and pour white vinegar on my dick. Come oh, on, nonstop. And now, now my dick's getting irritated because it's been soaking, it's yeah, been pickling it's all probably. fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: exactly. and so,
0: and so I'm like, and I'm like, I think I'm a, okay. So I, I'm gonna go to write it. I'm gonna get some tenactin. I'll spray my dick down with tenactin. And then, mm. so, so I'm putting so it, much shit on my is it dick. Isn't tenactin foot spray? It's foot spray, but you know, I thought it was a cure all. <laughs> That's like the, John like bad. The white vinegar. Tenactin. Tenactin. Man. So I go, and by the way, I'm doing this now for a week, and I and I can't stop looking at my dick. I can't stop looking at my dick. I'm getting obsessive compulsive. I go to. The only time I've ever, 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 ever thought like not suicide, but where I went, I can see why that makes sense to people. I was, I was taking a train into Philly, and I can't stop looking at my dick. I'm looking at my dick so much on the train. I'm looking at my dick non, fucking stop. Not no, not in front of people, (laughs) but like going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom probably a hundred times a day, hundred fucking times a day. I can't. I can't be in my apartment. But You haven't decided to go to a doctor yet to see. It's just this gay kid got a veneer or he maybe a spider bite, in his opinion. <laughs> and and I am spitting out of control. He doesn't come. He shoots webs out of his oh. fucking dick now. <laughs> I go to I go to I go to Philly. I hang hang out with my cousin Abe, and I'm drink I'm I'm waking up and drinking because I'm I'm so bad about OCD mm-hmm. that the only thing that's turning it off is booze. So I'm waking up and drinking, going this isn't healthy. It's the same time I saw Damon Wayne's uh, comedy special. It was the only thing that took my mind off of it was his special where he talks about gluing his son to the toilet and, and throwing him across the room. It made me laugh so fucking hard. I come back from Philly, and I guess Abe had called my mom. Someone called my mom. And was like, yo, something's going on with Bert. He's not, he's not doing so hot. I get back to Philly. I'm going back to work at Barnes and Noble. I'm walking through Washington Square Park, and I'm like, I can't. I see people smiling and holding hands, and I'm like, I can't believe they see sun. They, they see sunlight in the day. I can't believe they're happy. How can you smile? This world sucks. This world. I'm so depressed. I go to Barnes and Noble. I come back, and my mom calls me. I, I want to say, I want to say, I had a pager. Maybe I had a, I don't think I had a cell phone yet. I had to have had a cell phone. I guess I had a cell phone. No, no, no. I hadn't have a cell phone yet. My mom calls me on a pager. I call my mom from, uh, from Penn Station. Uh, and my mom says, listen, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't need to know what's going on with you. But I want you to come home. And I was like, okay. She was like, just get in a taxi right now and go to LaGuardia. I have a ticket waiting for you. Just pick it up. Go home. I was like, all right. Drive out to LaGuardia, get on a plane, fly home that night uh, having white wine in the back in the backyard with my grandmother. And she gives me this necklace. This necklace is uh, my St. Jude medal. She said, my grandmother says, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't care to know what's going on with you. But if, but whatever it is, uh, God can help. And she goes, and so if you pray, it'll help things. And she gives me this necklace. She goes, St. Jude's a patron saint of hopeless cases. If you if you say a prayer to him every time you're feeling in, lost, then he'll take care of it. So I said to myself, I got the prayer, Saint Jude prayer card, and I said to myself, "All right, every time I want to look at my dick, I'm gonna say the prayer. I'm gonna say the prayer, no matter every time I'm thinking about looking at my dick, I'm just gonna say the prayer." Okay. So I said this prayer a hundred times the first day. How long is the prayer? Uh, Saint Jude, pr- dear, uh, dear, uh, dear Saint Jude, pray for us. We are so hopeless and lost. Um, I, I, I don't remember it now but I know I mean, it's about being hopeless and lost and, and you're looking at your dick while you say nope, this? Nope. I'm, no. I'm looking at the prayer card going okay. don't look at your dick. Read the prayer. Read the prayer. Read the prayer. I read the prayer a hundred times the first day read it again and then we went to a, a widespread con- Panic concert we ate mushrooms and I was I was like I was looking around I was like I can't be the only one this fucking lost like everyone's got to be lost too every time I want to look at my dick I'm on mushrooms I'm reading the St. Jude prayer card I must've read this thing. And by the time I got to Philly, I, I remember one that for when I got back to New York, I was laying on my couch. I thought about looking at my dick and I was like, "Oh, don't, I don't want to read the goddamn card again. And at that moment I stopped being OCD about my dick. And then, it, and then, it and then I and then I went to, Oh, by the way, I'm leaving out a big, big part of this. I went to a doctor in Tampa. Okay. I finally went to a doctor in Tampa and he was like, he was like, have you, been, have you been playing with the affected area? And I said, I'm not playing with it. And he goes, it looks like it's been, uh, it looks like something's going on. I said, well, I've been soaking it in white vinegar. And he was like, oh my God. He was like, stop that immediately. <laughs> yeah. I go, and spraying Tenactin on it. And he was like, okay, okay, that's what's going on. He's like, you got to stop doing that. Oh my God. He's like, why would you do that? And I was like, well, white vinegar cures everything. He goes, no, it doesn't. He's like, stop. And so, That's also, by the way, little sidebar to this is he also told me there's nothing wrong with my dick. And so, but I never believed him. I still to this day, not to this day, but because I, but even when I met Leanne, I was like, just, you know, I very possibly could have a venereal disease. She was like, what venereal disease? I go, I don't know. It's been undiagnosed. It's you, you can't see it. But in my head, I just would not, dude, that was the fucking lowest I've ever been in my life. Yeah, because that's scary shit, dude. I had a roommate years Wait, ago. T- are you talking about the terminal disease in one day? Yeah. Okay. I well,
3: here's here, I'll put a caveat to that because he loved to go to get the full release massage and then pay the extra bucks to fuck the, 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 the girls. He, really? He loved it. But there was a friend of mine at the time years ago, we had worked together, who kept telling him that there were these massage parlors in Inglewood, and he promised them his uncle went there all the time and these girls were tens these were girls if you saw at a bar or whatever you check her two three times and want to talk to her they were not ugly girls these were beautiful women um and you had your pick of whatever so he would tell him about this all the time and then he'd come over and he'd smoke with weed with me and then he wouldn't want to go and my roommate would get fucking pissed and one time because he would go he would like like they were going on a trip he would go shower and get himself ready to go you know and this was years ago, and, and Sopranos was on at the time. That's how long ago this was. And he, would, he would come over to watch Sopranos because we had direct TV. We had the East Coast feeds. So he could watch it at six. So he had come over to watch it and then did the same thing smoke weed. And my roommate went off on him. I'm like, you fucking come over here all the time? He's like, Jesus Christ, fine, we'll go. So he's like, do you want to go? I'm like, nope, I'll sit right here. I won't watch. I'll wait till you guys get back. We'll watch the nine o'clock so they go and they come back and um you know i'm like how was he's like oh my god i had the hottest girl like he's right the girls are so hot now i don't know if he had gone to a place a day or two or whatever prior to that i just know that that night because i was a witness to it and the next morning he woke up and he came out and he was sweaty he looked like he had the flu, and he goes, "I think I got something." I was like, "Nah, it doesn't happen like that fast." He's like, "I'm pretty sure." Can I show you? I'm like, "I don't want to fucking see it." He's like, "It's not on my dick and stuff. It's like in my groin." And he pulled up his—he had gym shorts on—and he pulled it up, and right here in the groin, it looked like fucking chicken pox, bro everywhere on and like at the base oh of his God. dick like where the and i'm like did you wear a rubber he's like i swear i did i'm like dude this girl must have had an must have had a breakout like right there and your skin so he go i tell him here's my doctor go see him right now and the doctor's like yeah you have you basically just bought fucking genital herpes for the rest of your life and then he's got it now you got herpes he got genital herpes
0: yep he's got yeah but you could get that from any
3: that's what i'm saying i don't know what he was doing prior to that so i don't really know if it was overnight but according to him and he might not be telling me the truth he hadn't done anything in that week or two and boom there was this and and he had it the next morning dude i can't believe there's not a podcast called yep
0: i've got herpes
3: (laughs) Oh,
0: yep, I've had that. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like where they just were kids that are get just got a venereal disease can go and listen to a story and know that it's going to be okay. Right. Like I got a, I got a, I got the clap at college. That's um, that's a honeydew moment right there. When
3: you think the world's going to be over cause your fucking dick is going to be ruined. Dick's going to be ruined for ruined. the rest of your fucking life. And, anyway. and no one's going to want to touch you. But, or... but it's
0: not ruined. No. Like when I got the clap, I was like, I don't slept with two chicks, two chicks. That's it. And that's and you got it that fast i got the clap she cheated on me Mm. and uh and i got it and i was like i was like i'm fucking i'm done man who's gonna want to be with a guy that's dirty i'm dirty now i'm dirty like it was such was such a mind fuck i mean like i remember dating this one girl uh i forget her name i I shouldn't even say it if i would if i did know her but dating her after that girl (laughs) and uh and being like and being like I have to tell you something. I I no. I just wouldn't have sex with her. I was like, you don't want me. You're, you're She was young too. She yeah. was like a freshman or a sophomore. And I was like, I don't want to fucking ruin you. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil you. You're ha- you're you got your whole life out of you. I'm fucking broken goods. I remember thinking that, and then the next girl I had sex with, uh, we were hanging out. We we're getting along, and I saw this going forward. And I was like, hey, you just just so you know, this happened to me. And she was like, I'm cool. I was like, Really? She's like, Yeah, you're fine now, right? And I said, Yeah. And she goes, Yeah, it's yeah. You're you're good. I'm good. And I was like, Really? I mean, I told Leanne when I started dating Leanne, I said, every girl I ever had sex with after that I always I would always say, Hey, just so you know you know, I wonder That's if that... the right thing to do, by the way. You, yeah, you know. just so you know I had the clap when I was uh, like twenty two years old. I got it from my girlfriend and might be some residual shit yeah, and leanne's like you're 30 years old what do i yeah, give a right. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what happened eight years ago and i was like well i just you should know that that happened to me but you know it's so funny is that like i really that really fucked with my self-esteem and how i felt about myself and and it's you know what's really frustrating is that i i took such great like i wasn't a whore i wasn't right. fucking around I was always wearing condoms. And then when you, when even with girlfriends, I'd wear condoms. And then every now and then you wouldn't. And then you've had sex with everybody. She's had sex. With yeah. But even still, I was like, we're,
3: we're faithful, right? We're in a relationship now, so I can take this off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and then it would, it really fucked with my head. And when I thought when I, when I, that when I spiraled out, when I was working in Barnes and Noble, living in New York, I was like, I was, I had only had sex with now. That was my fourth chick, my fourth chick total. I think I said third earlier, but it's my fourth because I forgot about my first. The, the, so three three girlfriends, and then this was a one-night stand. And then, and I think what happened to me was I got so in my head about my behavior, about having a one-night stand, about hooking up with a girl and having unprotected sex with a girl that I didn't really know that well. I think it, it built up like, of course you got it of you're already dirty you're fucking this is and it man it but that's you beating yourself up
3: about it i bet dude i have well i've realized myself there's guys that went to vietnam that got that shit overnight you know what i mean mean? just stds and everything like oh i got
0: everything you know what i mean oh yeah now i don't think i'd be that bothered i mean this is gonna sound really horrible but i don't think i'd be that bothered if i had herpes like if me and Leanne both had herpes, I'd be like, and my as long as my girls didn't have it, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you know, what, what, now whatever. we're really faithful. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm definitely not cheating on you now. I don't that know how to the conversation. That's legit. That should be a Me Too moment. Is they should go through and out all the guys that gave girls herpes. You're right about that. 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 Didn't tell the person. You're right
2: or anything.
0: Girls. Fuck, just herpes. Do, do you know all there, that there's, shit? There's a there's a New York comic I was talking to. I won't. Say, I, She's a. she talks about getting herpes. She has herpes. She talked about it on stage. I worked with her in Connecticut. I wish I knew her. I wish I could remember her name. Really cute, really cute. Uh, but she ta- she says on stage that she has herpes. And it was like, the it was, in the, the weirdest way, it was like the sexiest thing I'd ever heard a woman ever say on stage. It was like ta- how she talked about getting it. Right. And I was like, that's fucking, and then she, her and another friend talk about having herpes together on a podcast. I think they talked about it. But I, I'm like, I like that. I that More of that shit. Move that shit forward.
3: Seriously, the STD shit. I mean, they're saying, what, 98 or whatever, 90% of human beings have HPV. And, yeah. Like, I mean, just get it out there because everybody's fucking everybody. We gotta, everybody's got to put their cards on the table. Look, I knock on wood. That's not wood. There's some wood. I've never had anything. I've been lucky. I've never – and I said this, this just the other night. I said, I've never even had crabs. And this girl goes, hey <laughs> – Don't say that. That dates you. You know what I'm saying, Ryan? (laughs) Crabs are gone. Everybody shaved. I never got scurvy. You're right. I said the point was. I feel like of all the, I don't even know if crabs is considered an STD. I don't know if they're a disease. I don't think think they're an STD. But dirty. Yeah, but um, you can get crabs from you can get crabs from a bed. You know what we had we got my brother got them uh i remember having to go to the dermatologist for this then we had like bomb the house but we got mites do you know what mites are like body mites yeah they burrow in your skin yeah so we used to play indoor soccer all the time and all that old indoor out you remember that old astro turf yeah yeah yeah. but they never replaced it so there's years of kids slide tackling and every, and these fields were filthy and the dermatologist like that's where you got this or you brushed up against a kid playing that had it or something. so I remember all the sheets and everything had to be washed and no one was allowed to come over and spend the night for like a week and all that shit. And that's just, just fucking nasty, man. It's nasty shit out there. Uh, I like got ringworm. I've had ringworm and the, the doctor goes, look, it's not because you're dirty. Cause I shout you know. He's like, it's that's a virus. <laughs> that's I was what, like, we, okay, that's good. what we
0: told Iris, Isla. It's because you don't fucking shower, bitch.
3: I thought that's what it was too, and he's like, no, you can still get. It. It's a virus because sometimes you'll get it. Like it's highly contagious. It is very contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Is. She gave it to me and Leanne. She I remember hit. a friend of mine. We drove cross country, and he didn't shower, and he just kept sitting back there scratching himself all the time. But it was from not showering. I thought too, and he got it. I'm like, you got ringworm in the backseat of the fucking car while we're driving
0: yeah i don't i like <clears throat> i wonder if i wonder if like our generation like our age of people like if you lost a tooth right now you'd be like fuck but there's like a whole like 100 years ago 50 years ago they'd be like you lost a tooth well fuck you, you that was lost it a tooth. i'm going right to i'm not even i'm 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 canceling shows i'm not uh, going
3: anywhere with a fucking missing
0: tooth i'm not going face. anywhere there was a woman that came to my show in san francisco <laughs> This Asian woman. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I had to say she's Asian, but she was. She was with the white guy, and she was so fucking... She came up, and she was like really weird talking to me. And she was like, yes, yes, yes. I said, what? And she goes, I just fell off my bike, and I lost all my teeth, but I can't not come to your show because I was really <laughs> excited. All of them. She lost three of her front oh, teeth. Oh, fuck. Fucking front two teeth and a side tooth. And I was like, are you serious? She was like, I had a great time. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> dude if i lose because i have i have veneers so sometimes a veneer will come off mm-hmm. dude i lock it down it's yeah. fucking howard hughes time i don't yeah. leave that fucking house you know, i chipped one one time here and you
3: couldn't see it looking straight at me but if i tilted my head down you could see the carve in it and i was like no nah, we gotta we gotta fucking fix this right now
0: i'm thinking about tom said too this is what i love to about it. tom and what i hate about tom is, is like tasha is the same is the same way i would love to see tasha and tom hang out together um, yeah, I remember one time him going uh, Hey why don't you get your teeth fixed I go what? And he's like you got like a yellow tooth in the bottom front And I said like, yeah And he goes you should get it fixed You have money you should get it fixed And I was like eh He was like yeah but You're in the business of like You want your smile to look good And like he was getting his teeth whitened all the time And I was like yeah I haven't really thought about it Like it doesn't <laughs> ab- it doesn't affect me Dude I met an old man who lost his pinky Lost his Pinky and just was like, huh. <laughs> I, I mean, but what
3: do you do with that? You just have to suck that one up. I guess if you lose a There's finger no falsy for a finger, I right? I mean a glove. no, you get a no, glove with a no, finger? You, in you it? ready for
0: this? This is what spoiler alert. Fucking spoiler alert. Have you seen the snowman? Uh uh-uh. uh. You mean from smoking the bandit like we talked about earlier? No. The snowman Snowman's this fucking horrific thriller. Oh, I've heard of it. It's a horror movie, right? Horror movie. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah. And and at the very end, spoiler alert. Okay, but it's. By the way, this will not ruin it, only because it the movie's so bad, it's hard to ruin. They do such a good job of ruining it themselves. (laughs) Michael Fassbender is the guy, and this guy's got this like thing. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a, a. Thing to amputate things, so mm-hmm. it's like almost like um a lasso, like a steel lasso, and he presses a button and it tightens so that. Oh it, yeah, yeah, I have seen that, and it, and it, it's a timer, and you can't get it off, and it just pop. Yeah, it just pops oh. off your finger or your neck Dude, or your arm. pee real fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we talk about that? Cause, yeah, um, go pee. Just pee right in the backyard, right, right by that where that way it is. I'm gonna grab a beer. Just keep the podcast rolling. Just keep it rolling. I think this is. You, go, you can go in the house if you want. Yeah, go in the house. What kind of guy can't just go pee in the yard, Halston? I don't know. He's grew up in Baltimore. Uh, minutes, hour, hour How long have we been going? No, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all.
2: Like my relative's in the snowman.
0: What? you related to Chloe Seviani? yeah,
2: that's my last name.
0: You know her? Are you talking to the mic?
2: No.
0: Are we recording still? Yeah, we're just, gonna... just talking to Mike. Talking to Mike.
2: Wait, you're related to Chloe Sabiani? Yeah, she's. Am I saying the name wrong? Seventy. Seventy? Like number seven, letter E. How are you related to her? Um, I'm not exactly sure. She's a distant relative, but yeah, I'm related to her. I'm also I'm also related to uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, I've got some weird Liz Taylor. Yeah. She's in um, my mom's side and Chloe's 70s on my dad's side. Are you serious? Yeah, I've got a lot of talent. That's why. Because I have talented relatives. Who else is famous <laughs> in your family? Um, That's it. Who's the most successful person in your family? Um, Liz Taylor. I mean, <laughs> she's yeah, not in my family family though. But yeah, I mean, Chloe Sevigny is definitely...
0: So if you ran into Chloe Sevigny... Seventy? How do I say yeah, it? E. Are you sure you're saying it right? It's my last name. I know, but I think you're saying it right. I've, you're wrong. I've heard people say her name before. Uh, you can say Sevigny or... I like Sevigny.
2: Yeah, that's the French. It's French. Chloe so. Sevigny.
0: That's yeah. what I've always said. It's not Seventy. Chloe Seventy. It's Chloe Sevigny. So if you met Chloe Sevigny, what would you say to her? Like, ready?
2: I'll be Chloe. you be Halston. Um, excuse me. Do you know where the restroom is Oh my God, I'm related to you. Excuse me? Hey, look at my wallet. Look, here's my license. <laughs> <laughs> look at my wallet. You're such a fucking doofus. I don't give a shit about like me. What, what What do I care? Like, oh, I like that movie you were in with Will Ferrell that no one saw. What was that movie? I don't even know. She was in Kids, bro. She was in Party Monster. She was in Kids. Holy Culkin. She's a legend. Dude, like, she's fucking huge. Yeah. You don't realize what a. I do. I've known starship. who she was
0: since I moved to New York. Wait, what? A, um, a lot of people like the open tabs with, uh, with the Steak King? With the Steak King. That was a fun one. A lot of people like the idea of having a guest on open tabs. I like that too a lot. Really? It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Should, it was like a party. Should we do a setup the way we do it here? It'll be fun. Where we just have, we build something in the middle of the couch. Mm-hmm. So, the two people can sit on the couch, you can sit behind us, and we can all see the video together. That was, yeah, it's so much fun. Hey, Ryan, will you grab me a beer out of the fridge? Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. What time do you got to get out of here? Um, probably in a little bit. Okay. 20, Perfect. We'll do another 15. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. What do you have in here? Uh, whatever. I don't really give Telo. a fuck. Yes, tell us great. My one of those. That's what, I go get. what time? Where you got, where's she at? Well, I had a sitter get
3: today, so I can chill and not have to rush and worry about
0: all that shit. No deal. I was just talking to someone about how I'd love to be a divorced dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they got it—the best of both worlds. If you're a good one, you do. If you're a good one, I mean, one. you could be a piece of shit, not and then have a, everything to yourself. But if you got a good relation, like a good relationship with your ex, and you can like, like co-parent and like. I wouldn't have a good relationship with Leanne. Liam started dating other dudes. I'd lose my it's not, shit. It's not easy. Really? No. Because also, I we have
3: girls, you know. Yeah. So everyone to me is a predator. You know what I mean? Like I know she has good judgment, yeah. but still, you're a fucking dad, and everyone's a fucking predator. Yeah. You know? And I misjudge people. Like if I, I don't know, I see guys like with their polo tucked in and a belt and shit. I'm like, this guy fucking touches kids right here. Like I start just start. <laughs> I just start judging god, based the on way, the way
0: you're dressed. Who the fuck wears a hat from an uh, from a vineyard? <laughs> the fuck! Oh god, this <laughs> guy. Stay away from that guy. God damn it! That's so funny. Yeah, I I would be, I would be really bad. What I would do is I would victimize myself so much that my daughters were worried about me, and so that I would be the topic of everyone's conversation. Right, every you topic. would be the poor dad. Yeah, I would never be able to just fucking. So Leanne, how's everything going? You having a good time with that guy? He seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, someone. I saw someone fucking around with his car. You might want to check that out. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say if, like, if Leanne said, "I think I'm going to leave you. I think I'm, I'm not happy." I'd just be like, uh, "You're not allowed to do that." Anymore. I was going to say that's what I want to know. Would you be like, "You can't do that," or I'd be like, "I'd be like, you can't." We and what promised. would she say if you I, said? I'd, that. I'd say stupid stuff like, "We promised." You promised. We promised we'd love each other right. forever. You promised Just see if it comes back. In front of all those people. Well, do you want me to lose weight? I will, I'll lose weight. I'll quit drinking. I'll, how do you want me to cut my hair? I'll That's do whatever sweet, the fuck actually. you want. That's I would really do. Sweet. I would, dude. I said it on stage, and I, I sometimes I say it, and I, and I hope people don't take it as like I'm um, grandstanding. I've seen comics where they talk about like loving their wife and their family, and you're like, oh, you're just trying to sell a product. But like I love that woman. Like I fucking I can tell. Yeah. I, and I'm so happy and comfortable with her. Like I'm so comfortable. Like I I I I if if she said she was unhappy, I'd I'd just be like, "Well then tell me what you need me to do. Like what do you want? Like what do you want?" I'd even probably be like, "Do you want to fuck other guys? Go fuck other guys. Just come back. <laughs> just come back. Just come back. Just come back. I probably I won't fuck tonight. anyone. I'd be I'd be I yeah. that's the the number one reason I don't cheat is I just don't want to lose her. That's it. I mean it's like Everyone wants to fuck chicks, I'm yeah. sure, but I just, I just go. It's not worth it. Like it's none of it's worth it because I'd lose her. Um, well, you wouldn't just lose her. You'd lo- your daughters would probably hate you and everything too.
3: You'd lose everything. Ugh. Yeah. Right. Imagine that. So I just, I just go. People would stop coming you to my shows. Nice. They would. They'd, they'd hate. Like, you. They'd be like, you lied. Yeah. They'd be like, you're a shit dad and you're a shit f- person. Yep. <sighs> Keep your dick in your pants. Keep okay. it in that vinegar, bro. Keep it, yeah. Keep fucking
0: just vinegar. I backed myself in, in a corner where I can't cheat. I should have done the character of, like, <laughs> of like I'm a dog, I cheat all the time. Yeah, then it'd have been like, We love you, bro. I just burnt being burnt. It's yep. like, it's like, like, uh, like if you heard, if you heard, like, uh, if you, I don't even know if delia has got a girlfriend, I don't know his sex situation, but if, like, if you heard, like, yeah, Dalia. It was dating this girl and he cheated on her. You'd be like, "Ah, that makes sense." He gets a lot of pussy thrown at him. I mean, the numbers—you know—I can't even imagine the numbers. It's probably Beatles numbers.
3: I, I think he's—I really think I saw that. Um, your Cooking with Bert show where you did him, Bobby. Then you asked him that. Bobby Lee makes me laugh so fucking so hard. Goddamn funny. Dude. He makes me laugh so hard. Talk about pulling dicks out. He's the king of that. I mean, yeah, that's his right? shit. That's his shit. What uh? What so, so
0: what you're gonna have guests on your podcast?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna have a guest each week, and then what I'd like to do also because <laughs> I believe in, um, I mean, Tom's helping me, and I certainly don't have any huge star or anything, but there are guys that I'd like to help too that pull up
0: with me, and Who? Um, like Steve Simone, Steve um, Simone's so fucking awesome, dude. I had a dream about Steve Simone last night, I, it's so funny you say that. Well, I got into a long talk with uh, everyone at the store in La Jolla was saying literally steve simone is the funniest comic they've had go through there they're like everyone said i gotta and you know what's so funny is i had steve simone on my podcast like probably like fucking six years ago before i really i didn't i definitely didn't know how to interview anybody but i didn't really like i did no research and i was just like we'll just come here and hang i and oh, gotta have him sit i gotta down and have steve simone back back on.
3: stories and shit dude you would go nuts dad and brother stories all day long really until, all day I love him, Josh Adam Myers. I want
0: to help. So Dude, what Josh's I, new podcast is fucking awesome. It is great. Have you? Are you gonna do one? I just. Who do you want to do? Why? Well, maybe I shouldn't tip the hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but uh, I, I shouldn't. I'll tell you afterwards. Because well, here. I'll, yeah i don't, i'll tell you afterwards tell me yeah. i want i wanted to do wilco but i think he's already did done wilco with somebody yeah wilco's fucking that's good yankee, Ho- fo- uh, Yo- good yankee hotel foxtrot yankee, yeah that's it i almost yankee i like hotel that album so much I, like I almost called my uh i almost called my um my last my my second special no my first special comfortably dumb i almost called it uh or no no my second special i almost called my second special uh Uh, whiskey hotel bravo because that's how my night works whiskey hotel bravo you made it home (laughs) Uh,
3: I had a great time doing it so what I'm going to do is have guests and then I'd like to do like a rotating co-host someone I have good rapport with yeah who can ask great questions and guess what's going on I would love to have you come on please come on it'll be you me and Tom will sit down
0: and do one I would love to know Tom's cantaloupe the honey, time that they honey fought, do, honeydew, honeydew, honeydew.
3: That's the, a different difference. The
0: cantaloupe. <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder what I Tom's low point in life. Oh, I know what it is. He can't talk about one of them. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. All right. I want to hear about more about the
3: overdose and all that stuff too. Like, yeah, you know, and just go into like I know he's got a story about it, but I want to hear like I want him to talk about that shit because um, he told me he woke up to a candlelight vigil. I mean, when you that's that's somebody at the hospital going, "Hey, shit's not good." You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna throw some last rites on this motherfucker just in case. I've never even seen that side of him to party like that. I know, right? I I didn't I didn't I met him after all that too. Um, you met him when he was he was post supervising the edit bays. That's right at a light. Uh, yeah, what was it called over there by uh, Barney's Beanery? Yeah, that's when I met him. But yeah, I would. Lo- I, please come on, dude. I would come love on, come on. And I, that's all we're gonna do is sit and tell stories and laugh about Josh all Adam the embarrassing. Myers will be a moments. good one. he will be a so. Go- so his his whole the, life's a honeydew. Yeah. But I so I wanted to tell you. I read this article, so I started looking up honeydew, and I read this article said the the three. See if you can guess the other two. The bottom three fruits are honeydew, and then there's two after it, and that's it. They bring up the whole rear. That are, like, people... Two fruits. worse than the... Two... Well, I, know, I know one's definitely grapefruit. No. No. Figs and dates are apparently, liked less than honeydew. And I saw this article of a guy that owns an all-you-can-eat pancake house. And he said, you can imagine how many uneaten pancakes I throw away every year. And he said, I throw away more honeydew than I do uneaten pancakes. And they said, well, why the fuck do you have it? And he said, it looks good next to the watermelon. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Dude, people don't like you're like someone else said, put some bacon on it and salt. I'm like, yeah, honeydew's just it's perfectly
0: good. It's just something I've that people oh, just toss away. My daughters won't eat cantaloupe. Dude, a good cantaloupe. I is, love cantaloupe. But they love honeydew. I'm eating the cantaloupe, the grapes, the strawberries, the pineapple. I'm like, man, nah, I don't give a fuck. Dude, I'll honeydew. tell you what, that we just got uh I think it's called passion fruit. No, no. I fucking forgot what it's called, but it was red as fuck. It was like it was like eerily like poisonous red, and uh, and it tasted like nothing. No I've, I, I've had. At all. I've That's had. What I, I feel like? Honey have you ever had jackfruit? Have, have you ever had jackfruit? Uh-uh. Amazing.
3: I want those candied jalapenos. You got in my mouth all fired up. Yeah. What up the about. fuck?
0: Did Leanne never come out?
3: She's right, in I'm there with your, She's it. in
0: there being a mom right now. No, she's not. I just got diarrhea. <laughs> Georgia didn't have school today. <laughs> I started drinking at three thirty. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Or as soon as you came over, as soon you came over, I was like, "I'm fucking done for my day." Watch a little Monday night football. Yeah. Maybe start up the grill. I made lamb last night. Maybe I'll make some. Finish up some lamb. I
3: saw you got that green egg out there, dude. I was introduced to those, man. One of those that I worked on. I produced on this. It was like a Home and Garden show, and this dude had one early on and showed me, and I was like, "Oh, this thing's bad." My dad, when I when
0: when I got that, I was I was. I think I was getting ready to put it, put the built in. And someone's like, yeah, you got to put a big green egg in here. And my dad's like, my dad was with me. He's like, well, I go, let's go look at big green eggs. And he's like, oh, only fucking idiots like those. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah, the kind of moron that likes to like wake up at noon and crack a beer and start grilling for the whole day. And I was <laughs> like, you just deci- defined your son. <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe turn on a football bio. game, light a cigar, <laughs> take a one hitter, sit in the pool, <laughs> check on the meats. <laughs> yep. You got me. Oh god! Oh fuck yeah! Well, dude, it's always good. fun. you know I love you, man. <sighs> I love you, dude. Me Thank and you, you, me and you, will always be like brothers. We I, we look alike. We do the same. I keep looking level.
3: up at that picture up there, and I'm like, oh my god,
0: I am I'm Kurt Kreischer. Me, you, and Tom need to do. A, we need to to do a, a short. I want to do a sizzle to sell a movie about three brothers who've got to go across country and get their brother out of gay camp. <laughs> Got, a camp where they're
3: trying to make him straight, Is Yeah, they're that trying what, to make him yeah, straight, yeah, I would love that. so the three of
0: us have to go over and pick up our little brother who was born, like he's like he like none of us really knew him, he's like twenty years younger than us our our mom or our dad had a third- third kid, fourth kid, and they and he's gay, and uh my char- Tom's character doesn't believe he's really gay at all, uh your character's like he's definitely gay, and my character's like, I think they can change him. <laughs> <laughs> they can wash the gay off of i think i think they can't change it but we can change them guys right, yeah. we're gonna get them in the car we're gonna get them some pussy we're gonna get them some and so i think that would be a funny fucking except I i'm sure it would be slammed by all the fucking groups the I christians would hate you us do it the, the right fuck-in.
3: way you, that, then that that's perfect
0: yeah that's perfect dude i love you man congrats on the new podcast i can't wait to do it thank you and let thank me know you when you start having... taping let I me will. know I'll promote it on this. And congrats on the CD, man. That's fucking awesome. Thank you, bro. Dude, Top of the Charts is a fucking big goddamn I was, deal. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Fuck it yeah. Means a lot coming
3: from you. Go get my new album. Get a hold of yourself. RyanSickler.com. Ryan Sickler on all social media.